Hey there, Pixel Pals, and welcome to another episode of the Pretty Pixels Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joey Crundwell, and here are the nominees for best co-hosts, Tab London. How are you doing, Tab? Uh, I'm great, but why don't we get fun names this time? Because we're doing, it's a game, sh- it's like a theme show, well, like it's the award know, show. shouldn't we have like onstage personas? Okay, you're obviously not winning this award. <laughs> Next up is Ron Kluinski. Hello, Ron. Pixel Pals, that's what we're calling him now? You're that winning. And Paul Groskopf. <laughs> How are you doing, sir? Doing well. Is there a way to show like a stock image of me, like when people don't show up at the Oscars, but they're still nominated for something? And you can't tell if like we picked it because we thought you were going to die or we thought you weren't going to be there. It was like black and white. <laughs> yeah, it was right on the edge. <laughs> I'm, I'm in some cut of the In Memoriam slideshow for this exactly, year. <laughs> yeah. oh, this is the last that. known photo of him. <laughs> we should we should totally do that we have our own in memoriam um uh but no no the winner is me because i have all these wonderful friends to host the podcast with never mind let's Aww. move on <laughs> everyone just logs I, off I, the call. yeah i'm visibly shaking my head for the people at least at one person appreciated it thank you paul um this so as the theme might have indicated we're talking about the game awards this episode that's our our main course we're going to go through the nominees we're going to talk about who we think is going to win even though we haven't played very many of the games hey we got jobs okay and uh, we're also going to talk about who we want to win for the games that we did play Uh, and then i'm going to keep track of that and then we're going to uh tally those after december 9th when it airs so the the game awards is going to be streaming on multiple platforms twitch youtube probably everywhere anywhere you can find it on december 9th at 6 p.m central time which is i think 7 p.m eastern time 4 p.m western time you can just google it just google it 6 p.m central standard time yeah december 9th um and if you want to go, if you want to follow along with the nominees, uh, you can find them at thegameawards.com slash nominees. But before we get into all of that, a couple of news items. The first is a continuation of last week's news item about Bobby Kotick and all the hot water he's in over the Blizzard Activision um, sexual harassment allegations. So I thought you sent this to me, Tab, but I couldn't find it. So Bobby Kotick... Last week, we talked about uh, the Wall Street Journal's bombshell report about Bobby Kotick knowing that the sexual um, assault and harassment allegations that were going on and how he downplayed them or kept them from the board of directors. And Mm -hmm. afterward, a letter was sent out from the company that was later revealed to be written by Bobby Kotick in which um, he said, let me say... um, he, the company, quote unquote, said that these were misleading views of the company and its CEO. Well, now the Wall—I think it's the Wall Street Journal—also reported. Yes, yeah, the Wall Street Journal also reported um, that a, the letter written months ago by Fran. Oh shit! Did I not write her her last name down? Fran Townsend. Fran mm-hmm. Townsend. Um, who was the the torture expert during the Bush torture experts during the yes abs, abs, and torture apologist? Uh, but she I can't remember I don't write her um, title down. Doesn't matter. But she was high ranking in Blizzard Activision, 
And she wrote a letter months ago when these Activisions, when, the, when these Activisions, when these accusations came out. And the letter said, uh, let's see. Um, this is from Kotaku, by the way. They posted a, a full transcript of the letter. Uh, they said, the email had the nerve to call the lawsuit sparking those moves as having, quote, presented a distorted and untrue picture of our company. Hmm, doesn't that sound familiar? That sounds a little bit like the letter that Bobby Kotick wrote. Mm-hmm. The Wall Street Journal reports that, guess what? Bobby Kotick wrote that email. He did. So he wrote the email I, that Fran Townsend sent out. I think I and, sent that to you on Snapchat. Oh, that was like, you. Okay. A couple of weeks ago. You're like, it was like, it, it was a week and a half ago, I think, is when like the initial reports came out. Yeah. I think now it's like been solidified that it was indeed yeah. written by yeah. him. He he not only wrote it, he had it sent out under her name. So mm-hmm. it's not even like he wrote it and sent it to her and said, I drafted an email, review it or anything like that. He wrote it and had IT send it out under her name. Uh, and then, and then this motherfucker fucking, <laughs> when it, they got all kinds of backlash from it and they were like, that's, t- I can't believe you. What a, what a terrible take. He said publicly, um, he criticized the email as being tone deaf. Even he fucking wrote yep. it. Yeah, he, he threw criticized her completely it. under the fucking bus. Right, and she resigned. Mm-hmm. She she left the company. This motherfucker. So it just it just keeps getting worse. Um, I there's more to the story, but at this point, I'm like, what? You know, I don't even know what there is to say. Fuck, fuck Bobby Kotick. Can I just um, add um, that there was a Game Informer article covering more or less a lot of these same developments it had a title that i i swear to god i thought i was reading the onion or something it was ridiculous um bobby kodak to consider resigning if workplace issues aren't fixed soon yeah (laughs) what What a non-story like i'll think about it maybe if things maybe don't get fixed some point here's the the here's the worst part is like if he resigns, like it doesn't fucking matter because he's still going to have all his shares. He's gonna, yeah. still going to be making all this money. Mm-hmm. So him not being there is not going to hurt him. He doesn't give a shit. Like yeah. he just won't be the face of a company anymore, but he'll still get paid. Doesn't matter. So fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's so funny that he's the, he's the face of all of it and you can't get rid of him with, with Ubisoft. Ubisoft just has its own issues with, sexual assault and harassment and everything. And they will give out, they'll put out those statements. We take it seriously. We're working on it. Uh, and then they'll shuffle people around and like maybe one person will retire or something like that. But they, you can, they haven't really made any big drastic moves to fix it. Um, no. But at least they don't have a Bobby Kotick. They don't have like one person who like keeps coming to the forefront to be like, not us, you know what I mean? Not just misleading. This is untrue. These are outdated um, and he keeps getting worse and worse. But uh, Doug Bowser, CEO of Nintendo, uh, came out and called the reports distressing and disturbing. And Girls Who Code ended their partnership with the company. So, like, P- you know, big public people are coming out and condemning them. But like we said last week, what what is that actually going to mean? This company is too big for these major partnerships to dissolve. But, you know, are they going to put pressure is on it, the board? To is get it, rid though, of you think? I mean, I mean, yeah, point, like Call, Call of, Duty of Duty sells a lot, but like all it, all it's going to take is one publisher to make a stand. 
or I want one um, like console developer or whatever or hardware developer to take a stand and be like, hmm. If they actually did, though, I mean, part of the problem is <laughs> it's not just Activision Blizzard, right? No, like you're right. It's the entire industry. Yes. Um, so it's easy to make statements. It's a lot harder when like the dollars on the line, though. But that's yeah. the worst part is like it only took yeah. you know the shareholders to be like, hey, I don't like this. This is making the money go down. Like, oh, we better look into this now then mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. Like that's but I mean, we know now that this has been his behavior for a very long mm-hmm. time and people just cover and they cover and they cover. And it's like it's very frustrating and I don't know what we can actually do, but I think the very least is we can talk about it instead of just being tired of like, oh, here's another case. Like, no, we need to bring light to it every single time. Well, and there's no well, more cover for him either, too. Like it's, right. it's him. Like it's it's the top. Mm-hmm. Like there's absolutely no one above him. Like it all stemmed from there. So work your well, way down. And at this point, what is he doing? So I think like part of me wonders, why are they keeping him around? Why hasn't the board? I know that they're his quote unquote friends and they're close and everything. But and they probably appreciate what he did by turning the company around like two decades ago or whatever it was. But at this point, really, what is he doing for the company? It's the IP that's sustaining the company. I think it's the point. good old boys club. Yeah. Like, yeah, because if it's if it's him, when's it? When is it their turn? Probably. Yeah. You know. Well, he's too old now. Like, you can't get rid of him because you know he's going to retire <laughs> soon anyway. So you might as well just like live it out, and you know you don't want to tarnish his good name anymore. You know. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, in some some slightly better news, question mark, maybe, I don't know. Uh, Harmonix just announced, literally just before the podcast, that they're joining Epic. Oh, I didn't see which, that. Oh. Yeah, they sent they posted it. The thing I saw, I actually saw it on Facebook. Um, but they said Harmonix is joining the Epic family. They put out a long statement. And this is a paraphrase from it. Um, now we'll be working with Epic to once again challenge expectations as we bring our unique brand of musical gaming experiences to the multiverse, capital M, and we couldn't be more excited. So at that point, I'm like, because, okay, I read Harmonix is joining the Epic family, and I thought, okay, well, Epic is buying Harmonix. Oh, that's it. I wonder what that means for Rock Band. And then we're bringing our unique brand of musical gaming experiences to the multiverse, again, capital M, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. What does that mean? Like that, then suddenly I have a, a yellow flag going off in my head. It says, what will the harmonics, so they have a, a Q&A at the end. Um, what will the harmonics team work on next? Our next team or our team will work with Epic to create musical journeys and gameplay for Fortnite. While we're not ready to share any specifics, the whole team is incredibly excited to get started. So mm. I could play Fortnite with the rock band guitar now is what you're saying. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm confused. What does that mean? So they did say that there's no change in plans to their DLC for rock band. They're going to continue supporting that and their other games. Um, they don't I, plan on reissuing any hardware for rock band. Um, but what what do we think the Far Cry thing means? The Far Cry? You mean Far so, Fortnite? Yes, also Fortnite. Fortnite. Yes, Farnite. You wow, this changes yeah, everything. I, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my cats are fighting over there. Um, oh. I'm assuming they're probably going to work on the concert stuff since they already had yeah. that like pedigree yeah. of like the motion capture and like you know being able to do all that stuff. They'll probably be able to do more integrated virtual concert stuff far beyond that what Epic is already doing with that. And it's another exclusive potentially for Epic's um, online store. Yeah. Well, do we think there'll be another rock band, like a new 
rock band or something. Probably eventually, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe. I mean, it that, seems to be successful enough. That puts so much purchasing power behind them. You know, they they've done such an amazing job of getting licenses for Rock Band. They have so many licensed songs for that game or that platform. I guess we should call it at this point. Um, but now with Epic and like looking at you know Epic getting all these different IPs for their multiverse, it does seem like it makes sense. But I think you're right, Ron. I think I was thinking back to the Ariana Grande concert that Tab and I went to and how when we were done, we were like, oh, we were, we were disappointed. It was like, oh, that was it. Yeah. Like we had heard that the other concert that she'll go unnamed um, was like this mind blowing thing. And like, oh, wow, the fusion of music and experience. And then the Ariana Grande one was like, oh, so you just like follow her and everyone hops around like, oh, but like with harmonics, I can see some really cool stuff happening, like moving through environments and like going along with the rhythm and like playing along with the artist in a way. I think I think it could be cool. Yeah. I wonder if they would also do some sort of like, you know, like, you know, button timing music game yeah. along with the two, because I mean, they made rhythm games for mm-hmm. two plus decades. Two, yeah. Two. No, two decades, not two plus. Not you could, uh, yet. challenge Ariana Grande to a drum battle. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would still lose, probably. No. She can't. Well, she might. She might. A lot She's of She's holding her stars... sticks like Neil Peart from Rush. And you're like, oh, no. What if I do? <laughs> like spitting in well, as long as sticks. she can use the, dr- uh, the, the kick drum, Joey will definitely hey, lose. So. Hey. No one knows anything about that. That's I an do. inside joke. Though. And now everybody does. Joey can't use the kick pedal. Anyways, <laughs> you do all these amazing fills and all this stuff. You try to get him to do the, and he just loses it. Your foot is not meant to play an instrument. Get out of here. <laughs> That's what these hands are for. I'm going to catch them. Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think that could be cool. Um, but I guess we'll have to to wait and see. I'm, I'm a little worried, too, that it's just going to get swallowed up in the, the epic machine. But then again, rock rock band they've been supporting it, but it's not really been the thing that it used to be like rock band and guitar hero used to be massive. It was like on the level of like the Wii in terms of like the audience that it reached and then it died out and now plastic in- instruments are kind of a joke. And I like, even I, I still love that game and I'll bust it out every now and then and play it for a few days. And then like, ah, well then I got to hook it up and, and then I forget about it. So well, also um, too, you know, getting a bunch of people in a small room together to share a bunch of things, you know, over the past yeah. year and a half, probably not the best idea. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It needs to move to VR. Ooh. The multiverse, the virtual multiverse. I need, I need the tactile though, of like being able to, well, I mean, I, I guess if you still have the controller to like, oh, that'd you, be so rad. You need that like tactile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The feeling of on, being on stage. Yeah. Playing yeah, with five cool. people like I normally do. Five people. <laughs> um, let's talk about what we've been playing. Tab, what have you been playing? Um, Really just uh, Back for Blood. Same old, same there. Uh, having a lot of fun. Still frustrated by the lack of reward. Um, like the other day we played and I was like, oh, we're going to have so many supply uh, points. 
and I was able to buy two cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last week I was complaining about the one supply line where to get Doc's top, like the mm-hmm. post-apocalyptic punk rock top, it's like the sixth or seventh card. So you have to spend like over a thousand supply points to get your character's top and how mad I was about that. And then yesterday, Paul pointed out that that's just the top and that the pants that match that <laughs> yeah. are in a different supply <laughs> yeah. line and the helmet or head headgear is in a different supply line. So in total, you probably have to spend like 2000 or 2500 supply points to get mm-hmm. one outfit for your character. And all along the way, you're spending supply points on stuff that you probably don't want or are never going to use. Yeah. Uh. It's, uh, it's a thing. Um, beyond that, though, I played just a little bit of Halo. Uh, I was playing against some bots. Fucking crush them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that'll bots. be the only match that I ever win. So, <laughs> but, um, I don't know. We we were talking earlier about how different Halo feels compared to something like Back for Blood, and that's going to take a little while to get used to. But I am excited to take more of a dive into it with you all. I know when we played it at the the boys' club, it was like weird playing the weird floaty, not sprinty, like very slow, methodical aiming movements. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's it's rough to get back into the rhythm. I think we got back into it really quickly, but there's there's such there's a rhythm to it where you have to know you have to have a sense of like because I also played the multiplayer um, this week yesterday actually, and you have to have a sense of like how many shots it takes to get their shield down, and how many shots you'll have left over to try to like get a headshot or to run in and get a melee kill. So unlike almost all other sh- shooters, mm-hmm. um, and like grenades become such a huge thing. And, like, you can tell it's a Halo match because people do that dance. Like, they come into an area, they see someone, they, like, toss a grenade, they start shooting, and they're, like, going back and forth and ducking, and they go around a corner and they come back out, and then you hear someone's shield go down, and then they, like, rush in and they're trying to melee. It's It looks so different than almost every other contemporary shooter, but it looks beautiful. I, I thought it played really well. I'm I'm super excited as well. Yeah, I was finally able to get it to connect, but I still haven't gone in and even done the bot stuff yet. So another day. You should. I do recommend doing the training because I know how to play Halo, Joey. It's simple, and you get achievements. You get achievements for everything in that game. Like you're like, you open the menu, and it's like, boop, achievement unlocked. You looked at the menu. (laughs) Yeah, I I like customized my armor, and it's like, oh, you did. You you changed it from this free option to this free option. Right. (laughs) <laughs> Guess what? If you uh, if you customize your guns, same thing. You customize your v- vehicles, same thing. Like anything you do in there, it's like achievement points, and I'm I'm I'll take it. But stuff is so expensive. I went and looked because the store is up, and mm-hmm. I, I they were like, look at this cool set of armor. It's like bleached bone or something like that, and like a pink helmet. I'm like ooh, that's some sweet shit. Twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Oh man. So. Do you get anything with the physical co- if you pay $60 to get if, to actually buy the campaign? Are you just getting the campaign then in You're theory? Probably just getting the p- campaign. No battle pass? Like why don't you I, I I mean maybe they'll throw in a free battle pass, but I doubt it. I think they're I think you're paying $60 for the campaign and that's it. Damn. 
because I mean, I already threw the multiplayer out and it's already got, it already has a battle pass and it already has cosmetics that you could just straight up pay money for. So why would they include that in the campaign yeah. version? But I want pink armor and I want to pay $20 for it. It's not well, even an option. I can't have pink armor right now. You shouldn't have bought that last Harlequin Fortnite skin that you're never going to use. <laughs> why not? We're going to use <laughs> that it been, someday. That would have been 20 bucks right there. You could have bought that. We keep always saying we're going to go back to play it. So I've gone back to play it and you guys haven't been there. So I will show up for this. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> you won't. Paul? I've never played it before. Uh, hey, we got a full squad now. Joey can show yeah. off all the cool skins that he's bought. Yeah. <laughs> it's not stressful at all. It's <laughs> no, very... yeah, it's super easy. <laughs> Win it's... all the time. Mm-hmm. It's so you know how back for blood is. It's it's a cakewalk compared to that. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. You love playing with people online and this game is perfect for it. You don't have to hear anyone talk. Yeah. That, that, that's, is, that, that is the that's best. That's the real key. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm cool with that. Also, I have I have played with randoms before and they've been very super awesome. Like Really? I, yes, I have played a couple I I'll usually just keep the headset on just so I could hear them spot stuff and um I they 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 got trapped and I had a lookout on them and I started like talking like they were there like three hundred like who's that and I'm like it's the other guy on the team sorry <laughs> <laughs> I've just been quiet it's the voice of God um, see I I played with randoms uh, with uh, Back for Blood and it was horrible <laughs> they they sucked so uh, yeah I wouldn't recommend that probably <laughs> uh, there was a doc and like did nothing to heal anyone the entire time. It was great. Perfect. Yeah, Tab was saying that you were shit-talking me, Paul, saying that, like, you don't need me, you know. <laughs> how, so, how dare you, Tab? <laughs> and so, I'm pretty sure I said we were shit-talking. You did, me. you did, but I wanted to take this opportunity to stir some shit up. Um, but no, but I was a, I was a little bit nervous because Tab was playing when I was like finishing up with Jurassic World Evolution or something and we were waiting for you to jump on and they were like, oh, there's a dock. And I was like, oh, God, like they're going to go in and this dock's going to be just fucking healing left and right. And they were like, the dock's not doing anything. And like they literally just stood there and watched me die. And I was like, yes, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Appreciate me. <laughs> Vindication. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least I'll be doing something useful while you're dying, like getting an attachment or something. You know? <laughs> but um, guys, I have a hollow site. Oh, all right. <laughs> everyone's dead. Um, but no, we 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 also we found another secret. I we we don't need to get into all this, but like we have almost all the secrets. I'm so I really like those secrets. The first, the only one that we're missing, we have to show you where the one is. Tab, yeah, we, we you got to show me night. where all of them are too. Oh, yeah. How many do you have? I have like two. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, we'll definitely help you find all of them. Um, the only one we're missing at this point, though, is the one that's in the very beginning of the game. It's somewhere in the first four levels, and we haven't found it. So hmm. next time we play, trophy hunting. Sounds but good. um Ron, what have you been playing? Uh, the game of life. Uh, no, I've, <laughs> I've been chugging along on Grand Theft Auto. Um, ever since they, they put it on the patch and it's made it a little more stable made it, the okay. rain look better so I can actually see when it rains it still does the weird clipping thing with the water uh, but uh, yeah it, it 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 
it plays like I remember it. I did I did finally do the paramedic mission. It didn't, hey. It only took me like till three thirty in the morning that whatever day that I messaged you saying that my sleep schedule was all fucked up. Damn. Uh, I yeah, you messaged me as I was getting ready to go to sleep at five a.m. and you're I like, t- <laughs> I took a nap during the day, okay. which is a bad idea. And ended up sleeping for like three hours. And Andrea also took a nap and slept for like three hours. But she was able to go back to sleep. I wasn't. Um, yeah, I ended up just like, I'm like, I'm not tired. I'm just going to do this. And I don't know, it took me however many tries, either from the game crashing or just like bullshit happening constantly. I just took my time on it and I did it. And I'm like, all right, sweet, go save. And didn't crash while I saved. So it was perfect. Uh I pretty much got like all the stuff done. Now I'm actually doing the story stuff. So mm-hmm. I got almost all the hidden packages and all the jump. I'm Damn. worried because I have 19 of the 20 stunt jumps and I don't know which one I'm missing. Cause I feel like I've gone over all of them three times and I'm hoping one of them is not bugged because that will prevent me from getting 100% and I will be really pissed. Um, I also did touch into the, uh, uh, Radiohead kid, a, a amnesia, yeah a little bit uh i tried playing it during the day which is a bad idea because i have a lot of glare on my tv so i couldn't see shit yeah Um, and i meant to play it again at night and then i didn't so i played through that last night um i just wanted to to play it before the podcast because i was like i figured it'd be pretty short and it was probably only took me like an hour maybe an hour and a half to beat beat i say beat it's not really like a game it's just an experience and so you can go through it multiple times. I don't even know if I saw anything. What it is, is a you start out in this sort of like sketchy looking field. Like sketchy as in like it looks like someone sketched a field. Oh. Um, and if you've then seen the you, artwork for like Kid A or uh, Amnesia, uh, Amnesiac, it's kind of like a like a weird, like sketchy, 3D. like really rough drawn okay. stuff uh, with like yeah. a bunch of scribbles and stuff. Tom York, I forgot, I meant to send this to you, Ron. Tom York actually has a blog post on PlayStation, on the PlayStation blog, um, where he talks about it. And Mm. they said one of their rules was no new artwork or assets. So all of the artwork that you see in the game is from those two sessions, the Kid A and the Amnesiac artwork. They said they had tons of stuff um, cataloged and everything. So Oh, nice. Yeah, and there are other things like there's the at one point there's like a 3D version or representation of the cover of Kid A, Ooh, which sweet. is really cool. Yeah, um, but you walk through these rooms, and they're all themed around the artwork and the sort of tone of those two albums. And there are rooms where it'll be like one song, but then there are some rooms where it'll be like three songs, and you go in, and sometimes you can't really hear anything. Like the national anthem room. You go in and which national anthem is probably one of my favorite Radiohead songs. But you go into that room and there's all these little TV screens on the wall, and there's this little like puppet dude. What are they called? The little Radiohead mascot dudes. Oh, the, the big uh, guys and the teddy bears. Or yeah, something? the bears. 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 bears yeah. Bears. Um, and they're like looking at the screens, and it's kind of creepy. And you hear like very, very faintly a track from the song, but it's not it's not super recognizable and then in the center of that room there's this like triangular column that looks it's opaque you can kind of see through it and there's like these floaty little things in it and on the floor it'll say it says drum and bass with an arrow pointing toward it 
you can walk into the column and you're in this like amniotic fluid or whatever it is. And the drum and the bass from the song kicks on as soon as you walk oh, in. Nice. And so then you hear most of the song, most of the track playing, and then you can step back out. And there's another room, but there's another, so that's like a single song room, but then there's a room, a single a room called, uh, I think it's called um, Pyramid Song, Everything in Its Right Place, and I'm forgetting the other one. Um, but there's another song, and you walk in, and it's this one's like very trippy and transcendental. Like you're walking, and you don't even you're not even sure you're going somewhere, and you see this painting in the distance, and you start walking toward the painting. But as you get closer, you realize that the painting is made up of these like pixels, but they're all it's like in three D space, so they're pixels like when you look at it straight on it looks like a painting but they're all these pixels at different levels so as you're walking into it they start going past you like cascading past you um, and when the music starts playing as soon as you walk into them and then at some point you get past the pixels and they start coming back towards you and then I, I won't spoil it from there but like as you're going there I think everything in its right place starts playing and all the stuff starts happening around you and you're kind of involved in it, but not really. It's kind of like you have to move. It's okay. I'm starting to get way too detailed. It's not like when you move, the music plays, but when you move the event or the, the, it's um, almost proximity based. Yeah. Like yeah, as you, as you like, get close to something, it like something will kick in as you move away from it. It'll like go away. There was, there was right. one I was coming through for uh poke pole revolving doors. And it was like, the vocals would kick in at a certain point, and then, like, as soon as you get down the hallway, a certain they would just fade away, and then it would just be yeah. silence at one point, which is really awkward and weird. Yeah, but yeah, it's free on PlayStation Five. And Does it have PC. VR support at all? It doesn't. That's what I saw. That's that's a bummer. I know. I I think it's because it was it was a, so they made it in a pretty short amount of time. I was reading that blog and they said that they had, they meant this for this to be a physical exhibition, mm -hmm. but the plans kept falling through because the exhi exhibition was so massive and everywhere they tried to get it placed in London, they wanted it to be like right in the center of London. And the first place, like it kept falling apart and they wanted to have it where someplace where the government was like, fuck no, get out of here. And, and then COVID happened and they were like, what can we do? And they were like, Oh, we can make a video game. And so I, sure I suspect I'm, that they'll patch, they'll probably patch VR support in if there's enough, if there's enough demand for it, yeah. I would assume. I mean, it probably wouldn't be that hard. It's already a first person walking game. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's really cool. I think again, it's free. It's, it's about an hour, an hour and a half experience. So I uh, definitely recommend people check it out, especially if you like Radiohead's music. I was like walking through it and I was like, man, where was this? And I had like that, it's the old guy thought where I was like, where was this 10 years ago? Nope. 15, nope. Nope. 20 years ago. 20 years ago. 20 years ago, these albums came out. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Back in my day. Back um, in my day. Probably my favorite Radiohead album. Probably one of my favorite albums of all time too, Kid A. Mine too. I think it's, I think it's mine. I think mine's probably Kid A, OK Computer, and then Amnesiac. But, uh. Oh, what have you we're, been we're boring Paul and Tabby yeah. tears here. Let's yeah, I know. On. Yeah. No, Radio Radiohead is cool and very good. Oh, um, Radiohead's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like old boats. What are you talking about? <laughs> I like the the classics, the oldies. 
the Foo Fighters, you know. Yeah. Were you going to offer me a hard candy before continuing? To, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it was like one of those butterscotch ones. Probably has and tons like... of weed in it, though, just so you know. <laughs> and you're like feeling the wrapper to see like is, is this fresh like how dusty is this how long has this been sitting out um but paul what have you been playing so i um have been playing pretty much everything that i was playing last time we checked in i am moving right along in far cry 6 i mentioned this when we were playing back for blood the other day but they killed my favorite character in the game i was very upset um i did get sweet vengeance though just um in my last play session which was great um and yeah that was that was awesome i'm really liking it one thing i will say though is that um there there are too many missions in far cry 6 where they give you like an objective to find a bunch of stuff but they don't give you waypoints for like where they are and i just did this mission and is it ls day what's the the like the city that's like like locked down and like super controls at el salvador i can't remember where that is but like the, the the capital basically, and you're supposed to spray paint all of these statues, and there's twelve of them. Oh yeah, yeah, and that that mission blew ass, and yeah. like I really wanted to complete it because you get um, that cool artist as uh, as an operative for those um, missions where you get all those good rewards. So like. I, I really wanted to get it, but yeah, I was just like, eventually I had to look up a guide because I'm, I'm just Same. wandering around <laughs> the city and everything's like blocked off. I don't know where these statues are and there's 12 of them. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's, it might just be a preference thing, but I'm like, just give me the waypoint. I know it's, I'm not finding it on my own, but I don't care. I just want to. <laughs> yeah. The, what it, they give you, they'll be like, oh, we'll send you pictures and they'll send you a picture on your phone and you can like pull up the picture but it's like oh it looks like a building like <laughs> how how can you tell like we don't know these spaces well enough you don't give us like enough visual markers we're i did like, the same oh it's thing. another billboard yeah great <laughs> oh there's a billboard there's there's some trees and a sky so where i can find those things i i also looked up a guide for that one because i thought like number one like you said all these streets are blocked off and there's all these like high level enemies there and so I felt like a badass at that point, but you it gets so frustrating dealing with those enemies. And you don't want to keep if you get the if you get your alert level up, I can't remember what, what they call it, but um too much, then they just keep coming and they just and it's they just track you down and so you want to still avoid them, but I thought the same thing. I'm like, I'm I'll just find them on my own. I feel pretty comfortable. And then within like maybe half an hour I was like I need a guide I, I only found like one or two um and even with the guide it was still a pain in the ass it still took forever because you you know have to like zoom in on the map and say okay so I think that one's there and um that was the worst of them but yeah I, I agree I think there's too many missions like that yeah because otherwise I'm I'm having a great time and I'm I'm loving it but yeah that that and it's just like a little that would be such an easy fix Ubisoft if you're listening patch it in no yeah, one, yeah. all all will be forgiven. No one will ever complain about a Ubisoft game ever again. Yep. I'm sure. <laughs> the thing is, like, they're usually not shy about marking things, about providing icons. So, like, why are they like rolling back on that now? Right. <laughs> Just fill the map. Just do it. Right. Well, um, I remember Assassin's Creed Odyssey had a. It has like an Odyssey mode <laughs> where just waypoints don't exist in the game at all, and I was like. 
wow, like, who is this for? And I was wondering, <laughs> maybe if those people who, like, love that were like, oh, sweet, I love these missions. <laughs> I love I love being lost. <laughs> <laughs> what would be great is if in Far Cry 6 there was, like, a paper map that you had to, like, mark... <laughs> You know, as you were walking around and <laughs> now Tab's like, actually, yeah, that would be yeah, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it reminds me of Far Cry Two where you actually had to look at a map. Oh, that's oh. cool. Did it show you like where you were on it or did you just have I'm to I'm pretty like... sure it did. Okay. Yeah, but uh, again, I'm I'm complaining, but that's because it, it, it stands out amidst everything else I'm really enjoying in the game, so that has been great. Um, I'm playing more Mario Party. Yeah, um, that is excellent. I just bought a ton of stickers finally, so I can use them in matches. Um, I'm and... still waiting for one of these days. It's going to give a ran- it's going to give one of the the random stars to someone who uses stickers, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. Is it going to be just who uses the most stickers? Is it going to be who's the friendliest? And like. Lately, I've been trying to be more supportive and just do like the positive stickers, like good job, good luck, stuff like that. Because I'm like, man, if I just flood it and then it's like friendliest sticker user or something, and it's like, not Joey, that son of a bitch. <laughs> but, but yeah, the stickers are super cute. I like them. I like the the betrayal one with, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's like a goop or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, it's excellent. Um, I, yeah, so I, that, that's been good. And then, yeah, more, more back for blood. I, I have m- much the same feelings about it that y'all have already expressed, though I will just add that right now I'm torn between my my head and my heart because the bottom <laughs> row has all of the cards I want to add to my decks, but the middle row has all of the cosmetic items that I want for myself and my guns and everything, and yeah. having to choose between fashion and function is... It's just a nightmare for me. So, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. Um, once again, Turtle Rock, get on it, patch it, let us buy things selectively. We'll all love you so much more for it. It'll be great. It's going to be too late. They're going to patch it as soon as we're done. <laughs> as soon as we unlock everything, we're going to be like, all right, we're done. They're going to be like, look at this new patch. Hey, guys, by the way, we made it a off. little easier so you can get stuff. Yeah. So get it, the grind isn't as hard. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, we beat the second. Well, we beat the last level in Act Three, Ron. So we can oh, walk you nice. through that. Um, we were able to do it twice, I think. So, so we can. We have not been able to beat the final level. We've tried no. three times, I think. We made good progress the last time, but also, Ron, guess how many supply points we got for beating the second to last level arguably the hardest level in the game all right so is, 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 oh, i was gonna say i was <laughs> i was gonna make an estimate here it was it was mine was way higher than that so <laughs> Nine now, okay points. so I, I, i'm not sure still how the supply points work does it does it base it on like how well you do as far as like if no one gets incapacitated and stuff like that or like how how are the supply points determined do we even know I don't. I don't either. But when we were trying to do the speed run one, where we it's um, Herald of the Worm Part Two, I think, and the whole basically the whole level is you leave the fort and you fight an ogre, and then you just go to the safe room. It's really short, and that's why it's recommended you do that level to grind. Um, we we got twenty points every single time that we did it, regardless of how many times we fell 
or not fell or downed the ogre really quickly. So, so they they, they they must have just really fucked up the supply points. Then, well, it's 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 a combination of I think some of them are are changeable based on like what modifiers you have and as you say like how well your team does. Mm-hmm. But the ones that people were farming, like all of the specific ones that people were farming, were like hard capped at a certain amount, like twenty mm-hmm. for yeah. that one. Because they were they they and they said it was because people were farming, but you know how about I wonder why? Yeah, yeah. well, it's like yeah. how about you fix the problem that makes everyone want to farm? Like farming isn't like fun, but like right. I, we do it because we we're we're you know in a bad we're desperate. Yeah, we're desperate. Remember, remember yeah. when we did that in GTA on online, Joey? Criminal records. Oh God, yeah. Criminal, so back when GTA Online was first released, like and like somewhat stable. um there was a race. Actually, all the races were broken. Um, and there was one that's around the prison called Criminal Records. And it's a really short race. It's literally just a loop around the, the prison. You can and, set it to uh, one lap. Yeah, you can set it to one lap. We usually did five just because you, you get more. Uh, the, the more laps you do, the more you get. But basically what would happen is you'd get bonus RP for uh, overtaking first place. And it was broken in the sense that you could be in first place or second place and it would say you've overtaken into first place. And so we would just grind this out and just play this for hours and just do five laps at a time. doesn't matter who wins because we both got like insane amounts of RP from this. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was dumb. But it was sort of the same thing. Like Rockstar absolutely makes their online games grind fests as well. Mm-hmm. They make the goals impossible to obtain that you have to play like dozens of hours to get the simplest of things. So or buy those I don't shark feel cards. Bad. Or buy those shark cards. God damn it. I bought two At of them. At least they offer you. Wait, the how many did you buy? buy? I bought two, I think, so far. Okay. Yeah. I've only bought one. I, I was only an idiot once. I told myself I, I never I was never gonna do it, but how's that yacht? The yacht is beautiful, and yeah, I use it all the time. <laughs> Just before we got on the podcast, I was on the yacht in the were hot all tub. Y'all hanging, were y'all, the all y'all and... hanging out on the yacht before I got there? I missed that. Yes, right? Everyone? Yeah, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Paul? It's fun, yeah. right? Yeah, see? Yep. <laughs> it's really selling it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want to get the submarine too. That's going to be just another thing that I have that I never use. I have that flying fortress thing. I think I've only, used, but at least oh. you can fly that. That's cool. Okay, it's like a big Batman. I don't think thing. I've seen that. You got to keep it in your bat cave. It's awesome. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually seen that out in. I mean, I barely. I barely. I, I thought we flew it. Did we? I thought we did when I first bought it. I don't know. Might well, have we'll have to, we'll Maybe have to not do me. It. Maybe yeah. Um, we still need to do goddamn heists. That's what we need to do. Yeah, now we have four people. We do Let's have four do people. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Yeah. Let's look we'll right now. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll, 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 welcome. To, thanks for listening to the giant heist cast. Giant heist cast. <laughs> um, I have been playing much of what you guys have been playing: Radiohead's Kid Amnesia, uh, Halo Infinite multiplayer, Back for Blood, and then Jurassic World Evolution Two. I played more of that. I mentioned last week that I was playing through the Chaos Theory campaigns, and there are five of them, one for each movie. I had finished the first one last week, I think. I finished the second and third ones since then. Um, the second one for The Lost World 
is like the first one I thought was very good. They give you a big map. They give you lots of can like lots of objectives. And it's just like the first game where you're basically given a bunch of land and told like build a park and make it profitable. Fun times. The third one for the for Jurassic Park three was very disappointing. And I'm almost like, did they do that on purpose? Because the movie <laughs> underperformed and was disappointing for many people. The third one is super short. And it's all like you get a small corner of land on the original Isla Nublar and you're told to catch a bunch of the dinosaurs that have roamed free. So you just create like a pen and then you just catch them and put them in the pen and make sure they're happy. And then you ship them off. And that's that's it. You do that like five or six times and it's like, good job. You beat it. And I'm like, oh, cool. Thank you. It's it was it was pretty disappointing. So. Um, I have two more campaigns to go. I'm still into it. I'm falling off of it a little bit, uh, but I think that's fine because Halo's coming up and still have lots of games to play. So speaking of lots of games, shall we move on to? Uh, I just got one more game I've been playing. It's uh, apparently fetch with my cat. Fetch with your cat. Oh, that's what you're doing. He keeps bringing over, Elmer keeps bringing over Frank's collar and then dropping it on my feet. And then I throw it, and he goes after it, and then comes back with it. Is Frank stuck down a well? And he's trying to tell. He's like, "No, Frank's look, being a, Why Frank, do you think I have Frank's collar? Frank's being a salty butt. Frank rarely oh. does, doesn't wear his collar. We just make Elmer wear it because he jingles, so that way we mm. know where he's one. We know where he's at, and two, Frank can hear him, so he can't sneak up on him and attack him like he constantly does. So, mm. anyway, An old son of a bitch. Um. But yeah, so let's let's talk about the game awards. So the game awards are I guess we should talk in general about how we feel about them, just so that we're clear. Because this is not some kind of promotional episode where we're trying to hype up the game awards. Do I do do any of us actually like the game awards? I don't mean to be negative. I don't want to focus too much on the negative, but any fans You want honesty, right? Yes, absolutely. In theory, I should love them. Yeah. But it's more so about advertisements yeah, and who's buddy buddy with who. And so I don't really take them seriously and I don't go out of my way to watch them. Um, there was one year that I did, but now I just look at like, oh, who's nominated? And then I hear, I hear Joey's review after the event. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like award shows in general. That's just a been... A thing for me for a while like it's all just kind of a you know jerk off fest in a way or popularity contest too like mm-hmm. and it's like i mean you the only time i watch it is like when gary throws his oscar party that's pretty much it and you know that's because we usually talk shit during it as well and make a bunch of jokes um about how bad some of it is uh yeah like and going over like this list and like looking at some of the stuff that is in some of these categories, which we'll talk about. Um, there's some real questionable games on here, in my opinion. We'll talk about we'll talk about when it gets to. I, I think it's best indie is is, yeah. is is one of them. Yeah, that's definitely one that I've seen some some people pretty angry about. Um, Paul, have, are you a fan? Are we shitting on your favorite? 
<laughs> event Paul, of the year. Paul rips up his. <laughs> second second time you'll be breaking <laughs> breaking this <laughs> laptop here. Too. I just finished duct taping it together after you. <laughs> just Mass Effect. Now I have to snap it all over again. Um, yeah, I. You know, it's it's cool when a game I like, or like maybe like a like a voice actor, like a performer or something, like gets you know recognition at them, and I'm 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 in for that. Like no North, yeah. Or like, what was that great moment where the the guy who plays um, Kratos, Kratos and yeah. like Atreus came on stage mm. and like they they read it out. Like there there are things like that that I like. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I I totally agree. I think like how things are selected and and what ends up winning is is you know highly questionable. Um, to be generous, and then mm-hmm. also, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I I just don't think like this sort of like competition format like lends itself to to video games or like good art more generally like i, I don't know it, it it makes me uncomfortable like like this is the best game of the year like how how does that even work like how do you determine that i don't know it's it's weird i i don't like that part of it but yeah like if i like something and it gets nominated i'm like oh sweet that's cool yeah that that best game of the year thing like the criteria like how do they choose i know that they've said before i can't quite remember i know that i think if i remember correctly which i might very well be wrong but i think the way that the awards are chosen is it's there's a jury that's selected from game industry professionals so journalists game developers um publishers things like that and then i think i don't see but i don't know if it's like a 50 50 split but i want to say that people's votes count for something so like users can go on the site and vote i've already done it um and and i think that counts towards something i just don't know what that is like i don't know you know again is it a 50 50 split is it like if it's a tie then the home viewers choose i'm not really sure it says here during uh, according to the wikipedia uh the jury has been uh is composed of members of 103 media outlets globally. So I think it's it's that 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 media outlet I think counts as one. I don't know. It's like Game I, Informer. Game Informer, Giant Bomb, like all that stuff. I I don't I don't know if the, if it's separate people, like certain people in there, if they give it to like, you know, two people from this publication or whatever. Uh but I know it's at least 103, so there's no chance of a tie probably. Maybe. Yeah. Very small chance. Well, no, I think there could be because if there's like five nominees, then there's six nom, six nominees. Yeah, so like or, a, like forty people could vote for one, oh, yeah. and forty people or forty outlets could vote for two. Um, but but then where where do the viewers come? Like, why do people vote? Like, is there a a viewer's choice or something? I don't know. But like, I agree with what you guys were saying. Like, it's. In theory, it could be something great, but I'm always annoyed. Like every year I'm annoyed because I think the way that they try to portray themselves is different than the reality. So I'm looking at their website right now and I'm looking at the about section and it says the game awards recognizes and upholds the creative and technical excellence in the global video game industry. We bring together a diverse group of game developers, game players, and notable names from popular culture to celebrate and advance gaming's position as the most immersive, challenging, and inspiring form of entertainment. We strive to recognize those who improve the well-being of the community and elevate voices that represent the future of the medium. That all sounds very classy and lofty, 
But then you go to the nominees and let me just click on this really quick and look at some of these because some of them it's, uh, I thought it was, I didn't even recognize it when I first was going through it. Um, best mobile game presented by Verizon. Innovation and accessibility presented by Chevrolet. Uh, there's I mean, they got to get their money somehow, you know, like, but it's not just that, like there's so much monetization that's going on. It's these partnerships. It's, you know, brand. I mean, the fact that they're it's showing the trailers. Multiverse. It's the multiverse. Uh, we're in the multiverse. Um, it, it, it just feels kind of icky. There's so much money involved. It feels like that's what it is. It feels like it's a marketing event. It's not, it's not a celebration of artistry or, or medium as, as they say it is, they say it is, they say that's their purpose is to recognize excellence and to recognize the hard work and the art form of video games. And then they'll skim over five awards in a row. They'll be like, oh, by the way, best RPG is this, best fighting game is this, best RPG. Okay, and now this new fucking commercial, this new trailer, it's like, that's not, and they, I know that they've said like, well, we've polled the audience and the audience says that they want, you know, new um, trailers. So we're going to give the audience what they want. And it's like, so then you're, again, it's an identity issue. It's like they, they, they want to be the Oscars of video games and they've, they've called themselves that in the past, but they're not. They're, they're some completely new thing. That you is think, mostly you think about the Oscars marketing. just started organically. No, they had to, you know, tie in those Mountain Dew advertisements in there. Oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> don't you remember the Best. seven seven dwarves drinking seven ups <laughs> during their awards acceptance? Snow White and the seven ups. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think I, I, from when they started, I think they started with like very earnest intentions, but you know, trying to put this on TV. And like, you know, because it was originally on what G4 Spike TV or, or Spike TV G4. I think it was I think it was G4 before because it then Spike became oh. one beget the other. And I don't remember what that goes. But I mean, you know, they had to put this on TV. They had to get money somehow, if they, especially when they want to do it more than once. Uh, so obviously they got to tie in and, you know, if they got enough eyes on it that way, then yeah, they'll throw, throw, show some trailers here and there. That's why. You do it, I guess. I don't know. I think it's yeah. just, it's definitely not what it was originally intended to be. Yeah, it's, I it's, do understand that they need money. I mean, because they, they, in some cases, it seems like they fly people out. They'll have like Japanese developers show up, which this year they're holding it in three different venues, Tokyo, Los Angeles, and London, I think. Um, so they're So they have places where local game developers can show up and they don't have to fly them. So cost cutting and all that but like i understand that there's a lot of money that that's involved that goes into this but the like the relationship between the people paying for it seems so much more obviously stacked in the favor of these big companies Mm -hmm. and that's where i'm like that makes me feel a little icky it makes me feel a little suspect with the academy awards i know that that is like people a lot of people don't like the academy awards anyways but as far as I understand it, there is some, obviously there are some commercials that are shown during that, but a lot of that money comes from the Academy and Academy dues. So the members of the Academy pay dues and then they use that money to buy the gift packages that they give the the guests and pay for the, you know, the spectacle part of it. Um, now imagine if that was all being paid 
by like Mountain Dew and Paramount <laughs> Pictures, and you know what I mean. If it would, I don't think people would take the Academy Awards as seriously. And so that's my problem is every year I want it to be something. I want it to be a celebration of the medium and recognizing the hard work that these companies paid into it. And then every year I walk away feeling like, what did I just watch? It just felt like a farce. You know what I mean? Just a big, long commercial where, again, they're not really, they pay more attention to these like streamers that they have there doing these little events than recognizing a game that won a major award. You know, maybe that's, maybe I'm being cynical, but. Sorry, very ranty. So let's talk about games. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about these game awards, Joey. <laughs> so excited. So let's pretend we organized the yeah. award show. <laughs> by the way, this episode's brought to you by GQ. <laughs> um, yeah, Have any I, of you I had guess G it's fuel? just... Have any of no. you had G Fuel? No. No. Okay. You? No, we're all pure. We're good. You sure? I don't know. Um, we're all pure. <laughs> we're all pure bloods. We have not been tainted by the Whoa. the uh, G. I don't know. Never mind. I'm tired. I got 45 minutes of sleep last night. Okay, give me a break. <laughs> no excuses. Um, I used to love award shows though. Like as it, when I was a teenager, I was watching the MTV Video Music Awards, the VH1 Fashion Awards, the VH1 Video Music Awards, the Grammys. Uh, Oscar, like fucking award show city. I, I love the I, I watched the MTV Music Video Awards, but that was yeah. ma- I mainly watched it for the performances because that's what they put first and foremost. Usually was the performances. Yeah, like, and I mean that's sort of with the Grammys too. Is like they focus on mm-hmm. the performances rather than like some of the awards and the awards that you really want to see. They don't show them. Like High on Fire yeah. won like a Best Metal Award, and like uh, the lead singer guitarist Matt Pike went up on stage. Is like okay, I didn't expect this. All right, cool. <laughs> like, but you, even at war shows like that, like you said, it'll be like previously in the night yeah. winners for, and then they'll show like the, four the, or five the technical and awards and all that stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it, but part of it is too is like these are streaming, so there's no broadcasting constraints. It's not like we only have two and a half hours of broadcast time. We got to squeeze everything in. It's still production constraints. Yeah, that's true. I guess, but you can break it up. You know, you could game awards. That's just more money. Um, so what we're gonna do? We're gonna go through all the categories. As I mentioned, even combined, our powers combined, we haven't played a majority of these games. Um, but we're gonna go through the categories in reverse order. So as listed on the site, we're gonna go from last to first. The first being game of the year. Uh, we're going to talk about who we think is going to win. I'm going to keep track of our guesses of who we think is going to win. And then we'll just talk about, if we have an opinion, who we want to win based on whatever criteria. That doesn't matter. Don't don't be afraid to be judged because you're like, that person's got a nice booty. I want that person to win. That's fine, Tab. <laughs> I know that's your, that's your most important. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> I've been waiting all day. You got your booty button ready. You're like, let's go. <laughs> I wish they did have like MTV movie awards categories like that. Like best, best, like, well, best kiss would be like, best kiss. MTV. Yeah. That'd be like best booty in 2021. <laughs> well, that, w- w- that would actually be super fascinating because kisses in games are hard to do. And so like, what are you, ju- are you judging it? Like, does it look real, you know, or is it sexy? <laughs> Do you Can get more points for being... Not awkward as fuck. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is there drool? Yeah. Am I doing the kissing or am I watching someone else through a keyhole? First person kissing. Yeah. <laughs> or here's Radio. a good one. Best museum. 
in oh my god years, that would be amazing <laughs> last year had some really good ones that would have oh, been a yeah. year yeah the last of us two spider-man had a really good one animal crossing animal crossing had an amazing one yeah astro's playroom astro far cry I'm, 6 had one this excellent. year excellent pretty good yeah. Too, yeah yeah astro's playroom would have won best museum last year for sure oh yeah do you think so uh for me it would have been hmm interesting yeah all yeah. the detail they put into all that stuff the spider-man one was pretty good too, though it was really pretty yeah but it's just spider-man but it's science <laughs> Uh, so I put a uh, link to the Wikipedia uh, nomination here. It has yeah. it kind of uh, organized a little bit easier to for us to go backwards, probably. We're going to do that, I think. We're starting with event then, right? We're we're starting we're starting with esports. Let's let's do this. Yeah. Best esports event for one point, Joey. You got you got all your you got your note taking stuff ready here. No, I'm trying to get the link in here. Hold on a second. Oh, geez. Here we go. Technical difficulties. I copied link, and then it's not working. I hit, I'm like, shit, I'm hitting go, and it's like, I don't want to go there. Riveting content here. Say something Um, interesting so we can't cut it out. (laughs) (laughs) Also, there's there's an award that we're going to get to that I'm just furious about, but I think I might have. I can't wait to... I know which award this is. <laughs> no, we we can like breeze through the ones that don't yeah, add yes. that much, right? Like <clears throat> esports. Um, I I'm gonna I'm not I'm gonna go because I have the... some things to say about some of the the other okay. categories. I'm gonna go in reverse order from the site though, because they show pictures, and then I'm pictures help me. So I'm gonna go. <laughs> Joey can't read. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I can read. <laughs> it's just hard. So to best read. esports event okay the description so of this category we don't know we don't need that okay so yes we do recognize an event recognize see yeah, yeah okay maybe you're right maybe we don't need it. recognizing <laughs> okay all right we have 2021 league of legends world championship the international 10 pgl major major stockholm 2021 that is the counter-strike go uh one pubg mobile global championship 2020 2020 uh, and the 2021 Valorant Championships Tour Stage Two. I don't know. I don't know what, what's Valorant. I have no clue what this is. It's a shooter. Is it okay? Mm-hmm. Sure. I I don't have any strong feelings. Um, I'm I'm gonna go. Let, uh, let's go. PGL. I'm gonna go international. Everyone likes Dota. Alrighty, I had for will win the international because it's the fanciest sounding name, and for want to win, I have video Armageddon twenty twenty one. Give me, give me, give me a Jimmy Woods. <laughs> yeah, and that guy needs to host it. It's really important to me. All right, everybody locked in. Joey's got that typed in there. Joey, oh he's... No. Um, I need I need a refresher Joey's here. Muted. So we have two internationals. I'm muted. He's muted. You're muted. Jimmy Woods. Jimmy Woods. <laughs> so <laughs> muted I Woods. have okay. Let me. I need a refresher. So we have Paul with the international 2021. The international 10. Tab. Call it right. I, on the site it says the international 2021. That's all it says. Okay. And we have Tab with the international as well. 
No, PGO. PGO. Was it Ron? Did you I, I, I had the international as well, yes. Okay. Um, I think that it's obviously going to be Valorant Champions Tour, Stage 2 Masters. Has anyone, no one's watched it? It's obvious because you missed out on all the spectacle and the gaming and the playing. <laughs> and okay, so, you're, you're eating up other quality uh, category time. It's so let's. It's Valorant. Okay, it's Valorant. All right, best esports coach. I can't take it without laughing. Come on, that's <laughs> obvious. We got uh, we got Eretz. Sil- I'm just Go gonna ahead. read their I'm gonna read their just gamer tags. So we got Silent, <laughs> B1, Add3, Crowder, and Kakoma. I like Kakoma, and he has a link on the Wikipedia page, so I'm going with him. He's wearing a tie. He looks the most professional <laughs> out of the, the group. He's a league. He's a league one. So I'm. Yeah. I sure him. Biade though. I don't know. He looks pretty focused. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna go with Kakoma as well. Um. He looks. Same. He looks smart. So we all. Paul. What did you? What are you going with, Paul? I for both will win and want to win. I went with Blade because I like the Blade. Oh, it's movies. an L. Okay, yeah, yeah, Blade. Blade with a one and a three. Yeah, all right. And that's really Wesley Snipes, <laughs> which we'll all discover at the Game Awards when we all watch it live. <laughs> no. <laughs> How many of you are? I'm. I'm going to watch it. Obviously, anyone else? Anyone? Anyone else watching the Game Awards? When does it? When do they? Maybe December 9th, 6 p.m. We could do a thing. Yeah, depends on what I'm doing. Let's do it. We know what you're doing now. All right, going to the next Next category. category. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) Next category is best esports team, and for this we have Atlanta Phase with Call of Duty. DWG Kia, which by the way, if we're mispronouncing any of this stuff, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> I have never heard any of these. DWG Kia with League of Legends, uh, Natus Vincere, Vincere, Vincere. I think I it's Vincere. Vincere, Counter Strike, Global Offensive, Sentinels, Valorant, and Team Spirit, Dota 2. Uh, I'm going to go for Atlanta Phase because that's a dumbass name. <laughs> I'm going to go for Phase as well just because I've heard a student mention uh? them. I'm going with the Counter Strike team. All right, uh, who's that? Natus Natus Vincier. Natus 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 Nato. We're butchering everything. Yeah, I'm just being a dick. I have no idea. Uh, also, so, the, these Paul, game awards are we're going with Thursday. Jimmy Woods. Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Woods. <laughs> I I went with Will Win Atlanta Phase because um, I I think I'd heard of them at some point, and then want to win Team Spirit because um, they they sound out more wholesome than Atlanta Phase. But <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot we're doing want to win. Yeah. Oh, um, we are doing the want to win. I forgot that too. I'm gonna. I want I, the Sentinels sk- to win. I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip on all this stuff because I don't give a shit about the US. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, the Game Awards are on a Thursday night. When all the real exciting cool stuff is happening. Yeah. All right. Best Next. esports athlete. We got Chris the Simp Lair. <laughs> that is what. That's what it says. That's legit. No, I'm looking Chris. at it. Right, I'm looking at it right here. We have Heyo Showmaker Sue. We have, uh, I'm going to fucking picture this. Um, 
Magomed, Collapse, Kalilov. We have Oleksandr, Simple, Kostilev, Kostilev. God damn it. Another we have Tyson, Tens, Go. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Simple because he's got a Wikipedia link. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with Tyson, Tens. Um, he's he's holding his his hands in the shape of a gun and Ooh. blowing the smoke out of the barrel. Oof. So intense. That's who I think is going to win, but I want Heyo to win because he's giving a thumbs up. And that's very wholesome. I got to look at these pictures now. See? They help. I mean, I got I, I to gotta look at them. doesn't mean I'm going to use them. I'd rather st- stick with my trusty. They have a Wikipedia link. <laughs> that's how the the jury votes on it too. it's, it's like, gonna be great because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna end up winning just based on that alone <laughs> tab who do you got um i'll go with showmaker okay not simp fuck that name jesus paul are you simping for simp yeah, well, I have will win Simp because Simp has the most hilarious name and then want to win Simple because it's a longer version and they used a one instead of an I. Oh, Look at all those clever. awards he has. He has so many awards. No one has ever done that. And, and um, Simp, looks, Simp looks like Jonah Hill. I'm going to get confused when I'm watching this because I'm going to look at my notes and I'm trying to type these fast. I'm going to be like, Simp, Simple, it's the same thing. Someone's going to get double points, but... All right, so now last in the category for that is the uh, best esports game. Presented by Grubhub. (laughs) We have Call of Duty. That's an esports game. Uh, Counter-Strike Go, Dota 2, League of Legends, Valorant. I'm going to pick Valorant on this one. I think I'm as well. Um, I might have to. I might have to. Mm, yeah. How's right? It has been pretty popular. Yeah. yeah. Dota and League seem stale at this point. I feel like Valorant has had somewhat of a resurgence just based on like random fucking social media chatter. I have no idea. I'm going to go Call of Duty. I'm going to go outside to the Riot Games realm. Oh. Oh, so you're an Activision Blizzard fan? I think. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going all in on Phase. Just checking. Yeah. Me and Bobby are tight. You're in a certain little black. Book. Tab, your face oh. is great there. That's, that's what I expected. Not going to go into how we could interpret that. <laughs> we saw oh. Ron's name on the board. Members listed in the Kotaku article. <laughs> Let's meet oh. Bobby's friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have, yeah, Valorant. I had never heard of it, but I, I had heard people. Well, I haven't. Like, I don't know what it is, but I've heard people talk about it. So that that was kind of my thinking. And then want to win Dota two because I'm really rooting for. I'll get their name. Team Spirit, and they play Dota. So oh, there you go. Let me reference so, the notes to the thing I just referenced. Yeah, I care deeply about. This is coming straight from the four subject notebook in my heart. Um, <laughs> All right, that that section's done. So next up is the worst. I think maybe the worst category. 
Most Anticipated Game, presented by Prime Gaming. It says, recognizing an announced game that has demonstrably illustrated potential to push the gaming medium forward. Tell me that these awards are bullshit (laughs) without telling me that these awards are bullshit. You're giving an award to a game that hasn't come out yet, may have barely have been shown, like Legend of Zelda, Mm -hmm. Breath of the Wild sequel, um, or Starfield. Yeah. And for what? For getting people hyped? For getting people excited? Why? It's such a strange category. Yeah. It just seems like such a waste. Like, if anything, make this your user-voted side poll thing. Like, what are you... I okay, so I think that either Elden Ring or Starfield is going to get it. If I, probably Starfield, um, if I just look at this category purely as what is my most anticipated game, <laughs> then it's then it's uh, Horizon. Yeah, I think I would. Yeah, I want Horizon to win. I think you might be right. It might be Starfield. Part of me says God of War won big. A couple of years ago at the game mm-hmm. awards so maybe elden ring hype has been super high these last few weeks so um, i didn't i didn't know what elden ring was i just heard people talking about it and then i realized it's like oh george R. R. martin oh of course people are gonna go fucking crazy over it like yeah so yeah. I'm gonna, that's gonna be my pick because i don't give a shit about it okay so elden ring ron me yep. and tab starfield yep paul Paul. Hey, Paul. <laughs> yeah, so I I vote Elden Ring. Um, yeah, one one for all those reasons. But two, I also think it it merits it the most. They had a gigantic demo that came out that a bunch of people played, That's and true. I I watched a ton of footage of it. It looks really good. Um, compared to a lot of these other things, like there, like God of War, there was one trailer that featured any gameplay. Like, why? I, I I'm so excited for God of War, but like, why? Why? I don't know. That doesn't seem like enough. Well, also too, yeah. like anticipated game, like isn't Starfield like slated right now, twenty twenty three? No, isn't it November twenty twenty two? Yeah, I yeah. Think so. Okay, twenty twenty two. Okay, I could have sworn Starfield. I, it's, it's not going to be out in November. When will it come no, out? Yeah. I was going to yeah. say. I was going to say like probably all the other games on this list will be out before Starfield's out, and then it can make the list next <laughs> year. Yeah. Uh, well, and Starfield's the most egregious addition to this list because like that trailer didn't say anything we were just like in a space apartment yep. you know it, it on, was on also planet. it was also announced like 10 years ago so does that really right. count <laughs> like right when does anticipation turn to like bitterness and <laughs> <laughs> most bitterly awaited game <laughs> starfield <laughs> no i don't i don't know it, it, i agree with you guys 100 percent. it's a weird category yeah, super dumb. What's not super dumb? Well, kind of a super, <laughs> super dumb. Best debut indie. It says for the best debut game created by a new independent studio. Um, and the nominees are The Artful Escape by Beethoven and Dinosaur Annapurna, The Forgotten City by Modern Storyteller slash Dear Villagers, Kena Bridge of Spirits by Ember Lab, Sable, by Shedworks Raw Fury and Valheim by Iron Gate Studio Coffee Stain. Uh, I've not played any of these. <laughs> the only game I've played is um, Valheim. Um, I don't know enough about the other ones to have a really informed take on this. Yeah. Um, I'll just go with Valheim because I played it. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go with Valheim as well, just because I've it's the one that I've heard the most about. That's the, there was a that's lot of survival, right? That's the survival Viking yeah. one. Yeah. Norse. Yeah. Survival yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll probably go with that too because that's the one I've heard the most about. I've heard about Artful Escape and Sable, but I don't know anything about them as much as I do Valheim. Yeah, I am. Um... I, for Willwin, I went with Valheim, yeah, because I've heard a ton about it. People really seem to like it. Our friends, um, Katie and Kieran, are, are absolutely obsessed with it. So that was that was my it's pick fun. for that. But um, the one I, I, I want to win, based on the trailer that I watched, the Artful Escape looks awesome. It's a platformer where, like, your main character has, like, this magical electric guitar. And, like, the entire time you're going through the level, you're just, like, playing, like, a face-melting solo. It, it looks hmm. so awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm cool. so in. It might be terrible once I actually play it, but it, it looks so cool. It sound, yeah, it sounds cool. So it's we all had Valheim? Yeah, yeah Valheim. All right. Next category is content creator of the year, which again, I don't think many of us are super familiar with most of these people, if any of them. Uh, Dream, Fusely, Fusely, I think it is. Um, mm-hmm. Gauls, Gauls, I don't know how to say it. Ebai or Grefg. It's like Greg, but with an F thrown in there for something. Okay, I'm going to gauge mine by who I want to punch the least. Uh, it's it's between Fusely and Dream, uh, but I'm gonna have to pick Dream just because there's it's just it's a it's just a drawing of a smiley face as their profile. So I have no <laughs> yeah. clue who this person is. I don't know what they create. They could create Nazi propaganda for all I know, but they have a smiley face <laughs> avatar. So I'm like perfect. That that wins for me. To the premier uh... alt right streamer. And like, yeah, let's go, Dream. Uh, I'm going with uh, Fusely. Same. I think she's the only one that I've heard of. If it's the person I'm thinking of that used to stream all the time with Dizzy Kitten, then yeah, I've seen some of her streams and I think I might even follow her, but um, yeah, she's the only one I've heard of. Paul? I have Dream for both categories because oh. Dream's the only person I've ever heard of, but I don't, I don't know what, what they do or who so they you've, are. <laughs> so you've heard of Dream? You've actually heard of Dream or you mean like yeah. the thing that when you go to, when you go to sleep and you <laughs> Yeah, I've I've, Imagine. I've, had, I've had dreams, <laughs> <Nothing. Not laughs> dreams before. So. Okay, good. Who's older? In my dreams. Who's older, Fusely or Dream? Fusely. Look at that Tab, smiley Paul. face. It's Tab, so young, Paul. so youthful. Oh, Dream. Tab. It's Fusely. Fusely. It's Fusely. Yeah. Yeah. Tab, Dream's only twenty-two. Oh. Mm. So shocking. Never heard of him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for best multiplayer, we have six, uh, six, six nominees here. Back for Blood, Knockout City, It Takes Two, Monster Hunt Rise, New World, and Valheim. This is an interesting one, I think. I'm just going to pick Back for Blood because that's the only one I've played. So best multiplayer game. It says for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences, irrespective of game genre or platform. Amazon is a sponsor of the show, so I'm going to say New World's going to win. Yeah, I was just going to say the money connection, like, yeah, New World, for sure. I would want Back for Blood to win, I think. 
Yeah, probably. I think it's unbalanced and slightly broken, but it's a ton of fun. It's still fun to play. I do think it's cool that there is an indie represented here. Yeah, that's true. Valheim is made by like two people, right? It's a pretty small team. I'm not quite sure. Might not be that small, but pretty darn small. Yeah. All right. I have for integrity's sake. Yeah, I picked Valheim. (laughs) I I would I would love them to take it, and like it works really well um, based on again what I've heard. And but my heart's pick is Back for Blood, which um, I has a lot of problems. So I don't know if I can fully <laughs> at least in its current state um get get behind it to it could to be the in. best multiplayer. it could yeah <laughs> if there was a word for like has the potential to be the best multiplayer like right. back for blood easily no no question uh coffee stain is, iron gate coffee stain is a five person studio five dang yeah it's tiny pretty, pretty small. small yeah um all right next category i think will also be a pretty easy one best sports slash racing game We've got F1 2021, FIFA 2022, Forza Horizon 5, Hot Wheels Unleashed, and Riders Republic. I've heard a lot of people talk good about Hot Wheels Unleashed. Really? Yeah. So have I, but I've also heard people talking about Forza Horizon 5, and specifically, I've heard people say that they're mad that it wasn't nominated for Game of the Year. Ooh. So that kind of makes me think Forza. I'm going with Forza. But those are nerds talking, Joey. <laughs> that's true unlike the selection of humans before us <laughs> how dare you we're all wearing letterman's jackets <laughs> i'm wearing a full adidas tracksuit right now so i i think forza will win but i do i do think it would be fun if hot wheels won because that game seemed to be a, a surprise like people were like not expecting it to be good but like you said ron i've heard a lot of people being like no, actually, it's it's pretty solid. So it's also not a real sport compared to all these other games on here. That's true. So, like that would be even better if it won. That's very yeah. <laughs> FIFA lost to Hot Wheels Unleashed. <laughs> wow. Well, I kind of want to see it. Yeah, Paul, what do you got? Yeah, I am um, just because it's the one I'm most familiar with and the most excited to try with uh, Game Pass, sponsored by Game Pass uh, today. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm interested in Forza. The, the, the Hot Wheels game, I had no idea that people were liking it so much. I um, might have to, to give that a spin. Oh, Ron, like did you spin literally? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Grab, take that Ron. wheel for a spin, huh? What? Ron, you think Hot Wheels is going to win? I'm going to say Hot Wheels, yeah. I'm going to go for mm. Hot Wheels. Cool. Excellent. Um, all right. I'm getting a little bit more interesting. I think um, we as a group have played two of these games, I think. Best Sim slash Strategy. This is I such... am mad at this category. Yeah, this is such a bullshit category. I fucking category. hate this category. Yeah. Sims and strategy games are not the same thing necessarily. Like, what the hell? Why is Microsoft Flight Sim here alongside Age of Empires 4? No. It, right. It seems like it should. It's like they they wanted like a best PC category. What's like, this is like a <laughs> definitively kind of PC type game. And they were like, nah. So let's go with the PC oriented type of game. That's bullshit. Because if you were to ask me best sim, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Best strategy game, Age of Empires. But no, they're not asking you. But what about, how do I fucking choose? What about how best sim strategy? Split yeah, the baby. So we, okay. Split the baby. Yeah, Come I on. think <laughs> the nom- Microsoft well, Flight Sim. Well, well, the nominees are, for the audience <laughs> at home, 
Age of Empires 4, Evil Genius 2, World Domination, Humankind, Inscription, and Microsoft Flight Simulator. So, Tav, you were saying... Now that we flight sim will get it because it's it is really solid. It's like a nine out of ten, ten out of ten kind of thing. Also, it's Microsoft money. Um, <laughs> so that's what my vote is for. But in my heart, I want it to be Age of Empires. Did that come out this year? <laughs> uh, on Xbox. Okay. Okay. That's I, why. Yeah. I'm going to say based on that Age of Empires then mm-hmm. because flight oh. sim was already out. And I think it, I'm going to check and see, did it win in last year? I'm sure I've heard they lots it. of buzz about Inscription. Inscription seems too. like one of those niche games that like not a lot of people will like, but the people that do like it seem to really love it. So, mm-hmm. well, it had, our friend Taylor has good things to say about it. Yeah, it's got like the card game aspect, which like completely turns me off of it. But I heard like that's not the entire game. And Wait, it, like, what, what, is, what is it? Just a. I don't, I don't, I don't even, I remember I, that. Know how to describe it? Yeah, yeah. Some <laughs> podcast host was describing it, and I think I like went to a slight coma for five minutes or whatever it was. <laughs> it just doesn't sound like my kind of game. So because the sound, car, it the sounds car like it, it sounds like it takes like turns while you're doing it. Like it's or yeah. it, it takes not turns literal. It's, it takes, it's a horror deck building game. Yes. It's set in a cabin. The player tries to escape by beating demonic forces. Um, yeah. And for reference, uh, Flight Simulator did win best sim slash strategy last year. Uh, what? So if you want to, hold, hold if on, you, I'm changing too mine. Late. If, no, I'm changing nope, mine. they're locked in. I was going to say, we're not want, locked now, in. Now that Joey wanted to do it, you're locked in. <laughs> Paul has not Tad said do his it. vote yet. <laughs> I'm going with Inscription. Oh. You going yeah. with Age of Empires, Tab? Yeah. Hey, Paul. You shouldn't have told us, Ron. (laughs) Based on that description, I'm going with inscription. That sounds fucking awesome. If that's free somewhere, I I might have to go pick that up. It's a Devolver game, so it's probably not free, but it's probably cheap. Mm. So, Now that I think about it, I think we're going about this all wrong. We're like, what would smart, logical (laughs) jury members... And no, it's going to be... It's going to be like Microsoft Flight Sim again because, you know, it's not. Because why not? We're, we're going to be angry. We're going to be like, we thought that would win. We wanted that to win. And neither one of those things won. So doesn't um, matter because it's all a ruse anyway to get you to watch trailers. Yeah. And by Monday uh, in G Fuel. Speaking of ruses, best family game. So we have It Takes Two, Mario Party Superstars, New Pokemon Snap, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, or WarioWare Get It Together. So I've heard, I I haven't played It Takes Two, but I heard that game takes a really dark turn. And for it to be under the family game category is kind of... That's weird. Yeah. I was surprised at that as well, yeah. I think Nintendo always wins this category, don't they? Well, they're not going to win it for Mario Party Superstars because that's not a family game. That's a, a family breaking apart game. <laughs> so it has something in common with it. Sh- shut your beautiful mouth. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's four out of five categories. I feel like Nintendo's going to. But I don't know. Like you said, I was surprised by It Takes Two being in this category. And I don't know if it's just because it was designed with like couch co-op in mind. And so, oh, families will play it. But I kept hearing like, oh, you should play it with your like significant other kind of thing. Not... 
get the kids well, in a room. Well, yeah, uh, it, because of the dark turns it takes, sort of, that's yeah. why they want you to get your significant other to do it, sort of. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll go with Superstars. Super, oh, wow, okay. I would love Superstars. That's who I want to win. I think Bowser's Fury is going to win. I heard so much about that when it came out. Oh. It's an it's a it's a Mario game. It's like a you know, it's not a core Mario game, but it's one of the one of the big Mario games. I'm gonna go against my better interest and say Mario Party. Oh shit! Okay, okay. Yeah, so I think that yeah, Bowser's Fury, like might take it, but I am yeah, I'm full blown behind Mario Party. I fucking love it. I want it to win. Um, it'll it'll be it'll destroy families all over America probably, but I'll be very happy. <laughs> Do you are you is that what you think will win? Should I put you down for that? Yep, I'm putting it in. Yep, lock me in. RSVPing for the Mario Party. In. Wow. Um, I think part of what I'm basing my guesses off is like the podcast that I listen to, and like no one's talking about Mario Party. You know what I mean? Or when they do, they're like, "It's Mario Party," and it's like, "No, you're not not going hard enough for it." But Bowser Fury, people were like, "Oh wow, I didn't think this was going to be amazing, but it's awesome." So we shall see. Well, prove us wrong, Joey. Prove us wrong. Here's my question too: like because that came out like way earlier in the year, is it like the Oscars where like that can actually hurt your game if you don't come out close enough to like award season? People have always said that. Yeah, people have said, especially with the games that get held over, like Cyberpunk last year, which of course Cyberpunk had its own issues, but people were mad before Cyberpunk came out because they were like, "Oh, it's not eligible for the game." Like. It would have swept, and then it came out, and they were like, well, actually. Um, but, like, Smash Brothers, the same thing. Smash Brothers came out too late the year before, and people were like, that would have been nominated for Game of the Year. And then it was like, I think it might have won Best Fighting Game last year. Um, um, I'm looking it up. Keep talking. But it was underrepresented. Nope. It wasn't um, even nominated last year. For Best Fighting Game? Wasn't even nominated. One, oh, pun- One Punch Man and Street Fighter Five Championship Edition were. Unless I'm thinking of 2019 then. but um, Might be 2019. I was going to say, that yeah. game's older than that, isn't it? Yeah, it might have been 2019. Speaking of Best Fighting Game, though, the nominees for Best Fighting Category are, um, which also, I, I, the, the description of the, the award, for the best game designed primarily around head-to-head combat. So Could you be more vague? Isn't that like almost anything head to head combat? With yeah, combat in it ever. <laughs> well, Nickelodeon um, All Stars uh, Brawl is out because that's head to head to head to head combat. What? So that's four heads going against it there. So that doesn't count. <laughs> they specifically said head to head, so it's one on one. Yeah, and if you're playing a sorry dog, Nickelodeon, I think it's even more complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so lost. So <laughs> the nominees. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the nominees are Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, the Hinokami Chronicles, Guilty Gear Strive, Melt, Melty Blood Type Lumina. Never heard of it. Um, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Is it a fighting game in, in this category? And Virtual Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown. I have no fucking clue. This not like I've I've heard of most of these, but like. I've heard like, that the like the hype around Guilty Gear, the new Guilty Gear, wasn't as good. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were really hyped about that Street Fighter, F- or I'm sorry, uh, Virtual Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown. 
like I feel like Nickelodeon's the dark horse just because it came out relatively recent and there was a lot of buzz before it came out because of the roster. Well, and, and also came, it came, it came out, out of nowhere too. Like it was literally like yeah. announced and released like a couple months later too. Are they sponsoring any part of the the awards? The Everyone's s- getting slimed. Every, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is, is this a, is Viacom anywhere on this uh, production here? Nickelodeon is still owned by Viacom, right? Probably. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I'm, I think I might go with Nickelodeon All Star Brawl just because like that's the one I've heard talked about the most. Again, um, they might let these these outlets might let their fighting game pros like their their experts weigh in. And at that point, I don't know. Virtual Fighter, maybe. I'm going Virtual Fighter Five. That's where I'm going. Okay, so Ron's got Virtual Fighter. I got Nickelodeon. Yeah, Nickelodeon. So for both um, Will Win and Want to Win, I went with Guilty Gear Strive. And I can't believe that this is becoming like a motivation behind so many of my picks. But you can play as a witch who fights with an electric guitar, which is incredible. That's amazing. (laughs) So now we know. (laughs) How to get to Paul's heart. It's so true. So now I'm looking at the next category, best role-playing game, and I'm like, oh, uh, I think I know then now based on your preference. So the nominees for best (laughs) role-playing game are Cyberpunk 2077, and there's a picture of Johnny Silverhand who plays guitar, Mm -hmm. Monster Hunter Rise, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Monster Hunter Rise, I don't think there's any guitars in that. Scarlet Nexus, probably some witches, maybe no guitars. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five and Tales of Arise. That one's tricky. Like part of me is like hmm. knowing this these awards, it's going to be Cyberpunk. <laughs> no, but um, I don't think it's going to be Cyberpunk at all. No. I yeah, think. I don't know because it's a mainstream RPG. Like I feel like far more people have played that game than Shin Megami Tensei Five or I'm gonna say, I'm, I'm going to say Tales Tales of Arise is going to take it. Same here. Because that's the one I've heard people talk about the most out of all these games. Yeah, I, I same thing on the podcast. A lot of these RPG experts that they'll bring on panelists will say we're, we're saying like this could be game of the year contender. So I think I'm also going to say Tales of Rise. I'm just going to say in in the not going to be surprise category, if, if Cyberpunk wins, I'm I'm going to be like, yeah, part, you know, I will be really surprised if it wins. tab even if it wasn't broken i wouldn't consider it best role-playing game so i don't really when i say that don't hate i say that as someone who got platinum i don't i don't consider it a role-playing game really anyway like it has role-playing elements but it's not a role-playing game to me i don't know that's just me though um it'll be uh tales of arise for me as well another tales and so, Paul, I'm going to put you down for Cyberpunk because there's a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Cyberpunk is the only one that I really know anything about in this list. But um, with this mounting peer pressure, I will put put me down for Tales <laughs> <Rise. Uh-oh. laughs> We're all going down on this ship. Yeah. And then when going. Cyberpunk sweeps the... <laughs> Wins all the awards that it wasn't nominated for. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Best racing game. Um, oh yeah, oh god, that would be because the driving is, is so perfect oh. in it. 
You imagine, too, there's, like, someone on the development team for, like, Forza where they've, like, perfected the minute, you know, sort of weather yeah. adjustments and turning, and then Cyberpunk wins. Our cars just... turn on a pivot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we have a pole in the middle of the car, and it just kind of... <laughs> Our cars turn on a dime if it's, like, the size of the penny in Batman's Batcave. Okay. <laughs> the joke's over, Joey. Let's go. I love that joke. Thank you. Very Thank much, you. Yeah, bat, fellow Batman fan. Thank yes. Um, these next two categories, I want to punch in the face because why are they separate categories? Uh, best action adventure game. <laughs> Wait, what's that the other says, category? Oh, okay. I see. Okay. Yeah. 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 What the hell? Yeah. The next category, spoiler alert, what? is best action game. That's so. Weird. Best action adventure is described as for the best action adventure game, no fucking duh, combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. We have Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. I've played three of these, two of these, two of these, but I feel like this might be a really close one. But the, but it's it's hard because like Metroid Dread is nothing like Resident Evil Village. I think it's which gonna, is nothing like Mar- Marvel of Mar- Marvels Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it's know? just gonna go to Guardians of the Galaxy. Hmm. Like as I'm much as I Ratchet as much Clank. as I don't want it to win, it's gonna go to Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, is it gonna go to Ratchet and Clank though? Because I've heard people say Psychonauts Two is one of their games of the year. But is it their action adventure game of the year? Or is it their action (laughs) game of the year, Joey? That's true. I think it's going to be Marvel's Gardens of the Galaxy. As much as I hate to say that, it's going to be that game. I I would would prefer Dread to win, probably, or Resident Evil Village, and I haven't played either of those. I haven't played any of these games. I think it's going to be Gardens of the Galaxy, sadly. Yeah, I want Resident Evil Village to win, of course. Um... I'm I'm actually really torn. I'm gonna say Psychonauts too for what I think is gonna win, but I want Dread or Village to win. Tab. I'm gonna go with Metroid Dread. Ooh. Paul. So I my will win, I am down for Metroid Dread as well. Um but I would like Ratchet and Clank to win because it's like I love those PlayStation two era you know platformers and they're and the folks at insomniac are still going strong so i want them to win something so yeah that would be that'd be nice and i think i mean what that has going for it is like when that came out people were like oh this is like the first true ps5 game like it mm-hmm. really shows what next gen hardware can do so i think it does have that but I don't know. I can see any of these except for Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I, I and I want to be I want to be wrong about it, but yeah. I don't think I'm going to be. Sadly, I hope I am. I really do. So, best action game. Wait, we just did for this the category, best Joey. game. It's the next category, Joey. <laughs> well, this one says for the best game in the action genre focused primarily on <sighs> combat. Okay, as opposed to, um, it's the best action weird. game That's... combining combat with traversal. Okay, yeah. Right. Well, it says I love that the other one was like combining that and puzzles, and one of the nominees here is Deathloop. I was gonna which say, is it has puzzles in it? And does it Returnal yeah. kind of have puzzles in it too? Being a, like a, a roguelike? to the to the same extent that even Far Cry has puzzles. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like so, I, this could have this just been one big right category. Here. Well, especially because this is focuses on that. That one focuses on puzzle. This one focuses on combat. But like no, Metroid it focuses Dread, on it focuses on combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. I, I guess you could say with Returnal, for example, it is primarily about the combat. Yeah. Um, so the nominees are Back for Blood, Chivalry 2, Deathloop, Far Cry 6, and Returnal. What's uh, going to affect my decision here is whether or not Returnal is up for any other categories. Uh, I could pull that up real quick. Best audio design. It's not up for Game of the Year. It's not up sure. for Game of the Year. It's up for three. What's what's the third one? I'm trying to figure that out right now. It just shows is it three. Game direction, I think, maybe? maybe. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Okay. That sounds right. Um, okay, because it's up for game direction. Okay, you know what? Fuck it. This category is stupid. I'm going to go with Far Cry 6. <laughs> All the awards are stupid, for, just so you know. <laughs> for what you think will win and want to win? Yeah. All right. I'm going to say I want, I want Far Cry 6 to win, but I think Deathloop is going to win. Okay. I think Deathloop's going to win. All? And part of it is I'm thinking oh. of like, I am thinking of like an award show like the, the Academy Awards where voters will sit, will think, oh, well, I'll give this one to Deathloop and then I'll give direction to um, Returnal or something like that. You, you say know? that, yeah. but Last of Us 2 won like almost all the awards last year. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. It is yeah. it is a popularity contest. It's not a like, oh well, this one is better in this field. No, it's just like what was a popular game, which is kind of what I'm basing most of my guesses on. Paul? Yeah, so I have um Will Win, Deathloop, because yeah, it's it's hot. And also I've heard really good things about it, so it's it's very popular and you know, has a lot going it's on. It's all right. What I what I <laughs> It's a it's a game, um, but <laughs> but for uh, for uh, my like heart's pick, if I think of the most authentic actiony experience, it is Back for Blood in its current broken state. Holy <laughs> fuck! If you want to feel like you're being mauled, <laughs> if you want action, zombies, you got it. <laughs> yeah, um, turn a quarter, yeah. see a colossal ridden <laughs> vomiting Back for on blood you version all at once. One point oh two. <laughs> yeah, you want to focus on combat. That's all you're going to be focusing on. <laughs> I so I do you guys know anything about chival- chivalry? No. It's like I, a sword medieval. It's like it's, a, it's a medieval like free for all fighting game. Um it has a dedicated scream button where you just scream into battle. Uh <laughs> it sounds re- like you should at least go watch the trailer for it because it knows exactly what kind of game it is. And it seems like it's fun, and it's only like forty bucks. So, Ooh. if anybody's interested, let me know. I might want to might want to d- jump into that. Speaking of jumping into that, the next category is VR slash AR. <laughs> You're virtually jumping. Um, the nominees are Hitman Three, I Expect You to Die Two, Lone Echo Two, Resident Evil Four. And Sniper Elite VR. It's interesting to me that this is VR and people keep talking about like VR is dead, VR is dying. These are all sequels or entries in a series. But um, 
I want to say Resident Evil 4 because I've been hearing so many good things, but it just came out. Um, and it's a, it's an old game. So I think I'm going to give it to Hitman 3 in terms of what I think will win. But I guess I want Resident Evil 4 to win because I'm a Resident Evil fan. Yeah, I think uh, Hitman 3 will win. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Resident Evil Four. Okay, just because it did just come out. Yeah, and I think the um, like Sniper Elite VR was decent, but I don't think it was reviewed as highly as the Hitman VR. Yeah, I've just been I I've been seeing people say surprisingly good things about RE Four because I thought it was gonna be like ah, it's just a rehash of that game, but people are like no like it feels like a completely different experience and like re-energizes that whole fan base. So, so I can see that one winning Paul. So for both categories, I chose, I expect you to die to the spy and the liar because it has the longest and most hilarious title (laughs) as a fan of (laughs) Peter Jackson's King Kong, the movie, the game. (laughs) I I was, I was, I was tickled tickled by that uh yeah by that pick so so you're also a fan of street fighter the movie of the game then as well (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah uh our next category is innovation in accessibility presented by chevrolet presented (laughs) bafflingly Uh. by chevrolet uh and we have far cry 6 forza horizon 5 marvel's guardians of the galaxy Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and The Veil, Shadow of the Crown. And just for the description of this uh, award, recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by even by an even wider audience. I really wish they would have went into some detail as to why some of these are here. Well, Far Cry 6 seems to have pretty decent options from what I can tell. Um, I feel like I can't speak with too much authority on this, but um, Far Cry, I think Forza makes sense. I am not as familiar with the other three games, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I I thought Far Cry, I actually put Far Cry 6 down for myself just now, and then I remember Steve Spawn of Able Gamers I thought I remember him tweeting something and saying that there was like one dumb thing that wasn't added and he couldn't complete the game. Like he's like, I think that was the game. Okay. I'm not positive though. Shit. Maybe I'm just, I'm trying to sabotage you guys. I'm like, I think this prominent figure (laughs) in the accessibility community said. I'm just going to go for Forza because uh, it's presented by Chevrolet. (laughs) <laughs> oh like yeah there we go uh, I'm gonna stick with Far Cry 6 even though now I just I'm second guessing myself now but yeah the the only game I picked was the only game on there I've, I think I've really played is Far Cry 6 and and they yeah I mean there could be things missing but there are a ton of accessibility options like the the, the like the menu speech option which i haven't seen turned on as a default in a lot of games or like i think they're like colorblindness right. settings and like yeah. there, there's a lot of of stuff they might be missing some yeah. things but that but at the same time like how does that compare then to these other games which might be missing those things too i don't know i was wrong i remember the game it was death loop 
that he couldn't uh, finish. Uh, so that's why that's not on this list. But um, Tab, what do yeah, you got? Far Cry. Far Cry. All right. All but Ron. No, I already said mine. Yeah, I know, I know, but you said Forza, right? Oh yeah, I see. I got you. You want that Chevrolet money? Yeah, I want that Chevrolet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, best community support, which seems again a little bit like a weird category. Um, worth one point to us because I think we devalued it slightly. Not that we don't think that community support is important, but it just seems like a weird thing to have an award for at this particular shouldn't you all have like pretty good community support yeah <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah surprisingly, there's no activision blizzard games on this list it's really weird so the the nominees are apex legends destiny 2 final fantasy 14 online fortnite and no man's sky I'm going to go with No Man's Sky. <laughs> we Before the podcast started, we were talking about how that one best ongoing game, was it last year? Yeah, uh, yes, mm-hmm. I believe that's what it was. So I want to say that wouldn't win because of that, because it almost seems like the same sort of thing. Like it's getting a lot of community support by in its ongoing gamedness. But I, I think I'm going to say Final Fantasy 14 because I've heard lots of good stuff about that. But you said No Man's Sky tab? Well, yeah. Hold up, before you guys lock yours in, do you want to know what was up for uh, nomination and what won last year for Best Community Support? Sure. Uh, last year, let me make sure I'm on 2020 here. Yeah, 2020. Um, last year, Best Community Support was won by Fall Guys. Uh, wow. The runners-up were um, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, <laughs> Fortnite, <laughs> No Man's Sky, and Valorant. Oh. So by that logic, Final Fantasy XIV is going to win yeah. because it's going to—it would be the only non-repeat loser. Well, so what did Fall Guys do? Where'd they fuck up? No one plays that game anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no community to support. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. Also go Final Fantasy. Paul. Yeah, I have. Um... No Man's Sky, because, yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of great things about what they've, they've done over the years since the game has come out. Though, I will say, for next year's nominations, Turtle Rock Studios, back for blood. This could be you. <laughs> yeah, comeback story. Yeah. Gee, I want to see you here in this, this category, please. <laughs> Earn it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> More outfits. <laughs> yeah. Support me with clothing. More, su- yes. more supply points. Slip yeah, us more. some supply points and maybe we'll cast our regular user votes for you. Hmm? We're not part of the jury. Anyways, <laughs> best mobile game presented by Verizon for the best game playable on a mobile device. That's the description. Very detailed. Uh, Fantasian, Genshin Impact, League of Legends Wild Rift, Marvel Future Revolution and Pokemon Unite. I'm going to go Genshin Impact because I hear a lot of people talk about that game. Same. Yep. Paul? I'm going with Fantasian because it sounds like Fantasia. And I was imagining what a mobile game based on Fantasia would be like. See, I think I think Paul's going to win this just because he has like, <laughs> the most interesting <laughs> reasonings. That one had a guitar in it, so 
I'm going with that one. <laughs> I'm creeping into the minds of all the the jurors. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, now yeah, here you're like. Nope. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go, no, go, ahead. go ahead. Go. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. I was no, rushing no, no, no. ahead. I was making a dumb joke. I don't remember it. Go okay, ahead. good. Now for the best category, the most appropriate category with the most appropriate nominees. Best indie for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. The nominees are 12 Minutes, Death's Door, Inscription, Kena, Bridge of Spirits, and Loop Hero. Why is 12 Minutes on here? Money, 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 money. Money. I I think, I mean, that game, there was such a backlash against that game when it came out. It was hyped up a lot because of the talent. It's got Daisy Ridley. It's got James McAvoy. And it's got um, homeboy. uh, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, thank you. Um, Or, sorry, William Dafoe. Did you see that video on Conan? Conan O'Brien? He was on it, and they show a video of him when he was young, a young actor, and he introduces himself, and he's like, William Dafoe. And Conan's like, why are you letting everyone say your name wrong? And he's like, well, in my family, we kind of say it both ways. I don't know. I was like, what the fuck? Your name is William Dafoe, and we've been calling you. It doesn't matter. So he's in this. (laughs) All this Hollywood talent. They did the rounds. They did, like, press interviews with game outlets and stuff like that. Um, And then it came out, and... I thought it was pretty widely panned, at least a part of it. I think it wasn't like completely destroyed. I think there were, there was positive. I read some positive things about it, but like I was surprised by how much negativity was, was coming out about it and particularly the story. And so I'm surprised as well. I think there were other games like before your eyes that got tons of hype and people were talking about how it's such a simple mechanic, but it, does something for the medium that's never been done and like pushes the medium forward. And so to not see that on here. Well, and like, why would you include 12 minutes and not, um, Valheim? Oh yeah. Like you've been mentioning it, but then you're like, Oh, but it's, it's not bestie. No. Well, that's, (laughs) that's dumb too, because best. Because it doesn't have Willem Dafoe. Right, well, best debut indie and then best indie, two different categories. But well, like, yeah, also, you know, yeah, like why is that even? Why is there need to be a distinction? Why can't it just be yeah. best indie? Yeah, just just get drop one category. Also, too, like it may have started as an indie game, but it didn't end as an indie game at all. Yeah, like it was cool when they first showed the trailer for it, like two years ago. Now is when they showed that originally. I think, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like that seemed pretty cool. And it was like, you know, like no one knew what it was. And then, then all of a sudden they put all this big name talent on. It's like, I don't know if I like where this is going. And then it came out. And, and this is the thing where it's like, I can imagine myself getting really mad if 12 minutes wins. And one of those celebrities like James McAvoy is there to accept the award because I would immediately think they got him and that's why they chose it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they chose it based on, wow, we could get like a triple A AAA celebrity to show up and accept this award. That's going to boost the visibility of the show and the credibility of the show. So like, yeah, like, of course, we're going to give the award to them. But Joey, 
What if it's Daisy Ridley showing up in a Ray costume? Then it should win, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying that sometimes we need to put aside our petty criticisms as, as we seem to be caught up in and just give it to 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah, she just turns on a lightsaber. You're like, this is the greatest game of the year. Yeah, I don't know why people have been dissing it <laughs> or playing just, it for Just that don't matter, look behind but... in the background of Joey's video screen. Just don't look in the background. He has, he has no clue what they're talking about. <laughs> I have a Daisy Ridley. I have a Ray post. I have a Ray stocking. <laughs> yeah, I have Ray. I have like three Ray ornaments on the Christmas tree behind me. He has Willem Dafoe tied up in the corner. I have Will, Willem <laughs> William Dafoe tied up in my basement. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick twelve minutes because I hate oh, myself shit. because I hate myself and I think I I I want actually I want to see it win just to make a farce out of this whole category and this whole show. I want to see it win. Is that bad? Is that bad of me? No, I don't think it's, you know, some people want to watch the world burn. Yeah. Thank, yeah. Oh, thanks. Thanks for putting me in that <laughs> category um, of people, Joey. God. <laughs> now people are going to think I like Joker. <laughs> Why so serious, Ron? Um, I'm going to go with Inscription again. I, I don't really know in this one. I wouldn't be surprised if Death, Death, Death Door, if 12 Minutes did. I've heard good things about all of these. Um, but I feel like Loop Hero is very niche. Kana is the opposite of niche, but I feel like it didn't get the reception I thought it was going to get. But I heard a lot of good stuff about Death Store and Inscription, so I think I'm just going to go with Inscription. That seems like a good choice. Yeah, I, I um, heard a lot of good things about Inscription on this podcast, so I'm changing my vote <laughs> <laughs> to Inscription. I want to play it. Let's do it. What was your original choice? I think I had 12 minutes just because I, I picked like kind of the corporate. I, I picked the answer that would make Hideo Kojima happy, which oh, yeah. actually is kind of <laughs> I, that. That'd be a goal, I guess, like one positive spin on it. But yeah, no, I, I like inscription. That sounds awesome. I want it to win. Tab. I want inscription to win, but unfortunately, I do think that 12 minutes is going oh, to get it. Damn. So, All right. I hate it. Fucking hate Team it. 12 minutes here. Split vote. <laughs> I would gladly give you the points for that just because I think that would be, it would make it exciting. As much as it would just further make me lose respect for these awards, it would be mm-hmm. like, imagine, just imagine the chat. Like, a chat. <laughs> Who knows, though? In these kinds of streams is already going by like a mile a minute. It would, it would break the sound barrier like my computer would just <laughs> little sonic boom <laughs> from how fast the chat would just explode oh. um best ongoing game uh apex legends final fantasy 14 online fortnite genshin impact or call of duty warzone three of these games were on the list last year just so you know hmm. i won't tell you which ones I'm going to go with uh, Call of Duty. Same. I'm surprised by how much I keep hearing people playing that and seeing clips of it and stuff like that. So It's really popular. Yeah. I mean, I could say the same thing about Fortnite, but I feel like that's just been out for so long that... Yeah. You know. Final Fantasy XIV also, again, getting a ton of hype. But uh, yeah, I haven't yeah, heard shit about Apex Legends in a while. That's crazy yeah. to think about. Uh, yeah, I might just go Call of Duty. Actually, oh, no, 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 you know, no, no, no. I'm gonna go Genshin Impact. I'm gonna oh. go. I'm gonna go crazy. <laughs> like a certain character named the Joker. 
Paul? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, okay, so will win. I have Fortnite. Um, Just, uh, yeah, I I don't know. Shot in the dark. It's very popular. Might work. But I want want Genshin Impact to to win because I don't really know what it is. And it feels like the... The new, the hot new thing that could come in and take the, the show yeah, over. Yeah, honestly, I don't know what that game is either. I've just heard a lot of people talk about it. <laughs> right. I have no clue what kind of game it is. Yeah, the art looks cool. Yeah. All right, next category is games for impact. An, an, a category which I've heard people be like, what the, what, what is that? According to this website, it says, for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. Oh, oh! I see the social justice warrior category. Got it. The pro part is weird. Pro social meaning or message. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's uh, you know, it is what it is. I think this category could be better branded, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Who are the nominees for this again? The nominees uh, are before your eyes. Boyfriend Dungeon, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Life is Strange, True Colors, and No Longer Home. I'm going to go with uh, Life is Strange, True Colors, just because of the representation, strong narrative. Um, yeah, I, I've heard good things with, about Chicory in that, in that as far as uh, dealing with depression and stuff like that, too. Um, hmm. I don't know what's no longer home. I'm unfamiliar with this game. There's a picture of a guy petting a black cat. I, I see that. I am. Oh. Uh, point and click adventure game. Oh, by Humble Humble Grove Studios. Game was released in 2021. This is doesn't. This Wikipedia just tells me it's a game. That's it. Doesn't tell me anything about the plot or anything. I think it's a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. It's, uh, it's just a guess. I'm not really sure. Just based on the oh, screenshot. Yeah, asshole. Um, <laughs> oh god, I'm not gonna. Okay, I'm not. I'm not gonna read through all that, that Kotaku thing. Um, it seems. It seems interesting by what I glazed over. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Chicory. That game all looks right, pretty chicory. sweet too. It does look very cool. So my will win pick is Life is Strange, True Colors, because Tab and Joey loved it so much and <laughs> had a great time. So I'm I'm going off of them there. But my want to win is Boyfriend Dungeon, because that's a great name. I don't know what, <laughs> I've what heard happens. A, what I've heard a lot of good things about that too. Yeah. yeah it sounds awesome. So Supposedly has some really good representation. From what I've heard. I haven't played it. Um all right, so we're at, we're down to the last seven, so we're 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 moving through. I'm trying to trying to speed us up a little bit because we're already at two hours, but we're getting to the big ones. So the next one is best performance. Erica Mori as Alex Chen from Life is Strange: True Colors. Giancarlo Esposito as Anton Castillo from Far Cry Six. Uh, Jason Kelly as Colt Vaughn from Deathloop. Maggie Robertson as Lady Dimitrescu in Resident Evil Village. Or Oziyama, Oziyama uh, Akaga as Juliana Blake, Deathloop. So we have two Deathloop nominees. Um, I have played all of these games, actually. And I thought legitimately all of these performances were amazing. So 
I'm just going to go with the one that I would want to step on me the most and go with Maggie Robertson as Lady Dimitrescu. <laughs> See, I'm torn between um, between her performance and uh, Erica Mori's performance in Life is Strange. Um, I did not think that the performance in Far Cry 6 was all that strong. Hmm. Yeah, I would say it's the weakest out of these five for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, it was um, just like it felt like Gus from Breaking Bad, just in Far Cry. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Erica Mori. Okay, I'm gonna go Maggie Robertson. But I do want Maggie Robertson for you, Joey. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so my I don't know why I have a stake. Sorry, <laughs> I'm like, thank we, you. Oh, you guys have faith in me. Well, I'm shocked you weren't able to pick up the uh, life-size Lady D stand-ups they had. I tried. I tried. Uh, I looked everywhere. I think it was just in Japan. I couldn't. I couldn't find it anywhere in like the states. So, damn it. Yeah. Uh, soon, a, a giant like wooden crate is gonna arrive on your doorstep. Fragile. Now that I think about it, I should look to see because I was I kept looking online to see if companies were selling it. Like a you know you could put it together at home because I have cardboard cut. I have a surprise, surprise, a cardboard cut out of Ray. So, <laughs> and my ceilings will fit, lady. Oh my god, I'm gonna I gotta go look. For it. Anyways, it. wait until after the podcast. Paul, which, who you got? Yeah, so my um my will win pick is Maggie Robertson's Lady D because I think that's the most iconic new character that's come out this year. Certainly, the one that I feel like I've talked the most about. Maybe it's because we're friends, Joey. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then um I heard that um Oziyama Akaga, who plays Juliana, is incredible, and from like the trailers and stuff I've seen of her, I I really like her performance as that character in Deathloop. So I have her yeah. as my, my want to win. I, w- I would not be upset if she won. Um, I think she would be my second, my second choice uh, because it was, it was a really great performance. I, th- I thought I was like, I must know her. Like she seems so comfortable in this character. And then I looked it up and I was like, I don't think I know anything that she's been in. So yeah, great, great pick. Um, all right, best audio design. We have Deathloop, Forza Horizon 5, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, or Returnal. I've heard you say some really good things about sound design with Returnal, Tab. Yes, that is definitely my pick here. Wow, that that comfortably? Mm-hmm. And you've played or seen people play all but one of these, right? Yep. Yeah. Dang. I'll follow Tab. The fucking I'll, rain. I'll follow Tab's lead. Just the environment. Yeah. I'll roll with Tab on this one. I trust their. I trust right. their ear. <laughs> Paul, I will go because I played the maiden demo and not much else on this list. Uh, Resident Evil Village. I thought. I thought it was amazing. Um, well, I'm going to betray you and go with Returnal as well. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played it, but. I do think that the sound design in Resident Evil is amazing, but I I I get the sense that there are going to be people who want to give Returnal awards because it had it wasn't nominated for Game of the Year, and I feel like this is this is a good like runner up this this and maybe Direction, 
But if it's as good as Tab says, then yeah, I think it's... I, I do think this is genuinely a deserving category for that game. Yeah. All right, now we're into the big top five. Four, the Ooh. four of these five are worth three points for us, for our little competition. And then game of the year is worth four points. So best score and music. Uh, this is for both score and or original and or, sorry, and original and or licensed soundtrack. So original music and licensed music. We have The Artful Escape, Cyberpunk 2077, Deathloop, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Near Replicant version 1.224747, whatever the fuck. Um, my contention on this is, I've, as I've heard some other people bring up, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy should not be included in this list because that is not their soundtrack, that is Guardians of the Gal- Galaxy's soundtrack. So it's not like they pieced it together. They already had a playlist to pick off of. They just licensed it out. So it's not like mm-hmm. they expertly picked all this music it's like it's already been done so i don't think that should be on this list at all but not my money call whatever yeah (laughs) i think it's gonna win only because i've heard that the collection of songs is massive like there's so many actual recognizable big hits well they had a bunch of issues to pick from so you know yeah uh, I'd really like Cyberpunk to win because that had a really good soundtrack because it was like all real bands playing fake bands making songs in that universe. Yeah. And featured like health and like run the jewels and stuff like that. Like right. really good stuff. I really enjoyed it. Do you it. think so, it'll, do you think it'll win? I don't think it'll win, but I want it to win. So I'm going to, so I'm just going to say Cyberpunk. Give it, it's good. Right. It's got, I, it's got to get something, right? <laughs> I'm actually, I, I agree with you here. Okay. Yeah. For once. <laughs> I know the, the way you November said that. November 23rd, yeah. 2021. <laughs> that was the tone. Like, I agree with you here. <laughs> Only here. I think made all the better by how dark your, your room is. Yeah. <laughs> sort of lean into the computer. I can't reach the light, so here we are. Once. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my pick, based on the 10 minutes I spent exploring it um on youtube today is the artful <laughs> escape um because there's so much you know it has a guitar electric guitar it has a guitar it does yeah but i also think it's cool because the music is actually built into like the gameplay mechanics and like the universe and like the world and it's all original from the looks of it and like I think what they're doing in it might be very cool and how music works in the game might be really cool. I might have so. to check this game out. It looks, it sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, did it's you, also nominated in our next category, best art direction. What did you pick, Joey? Gardens? You went with the, I picked you went, Guardians. You went for yeah. the safe pick? Okay. Yeah. Um, best art direction, The Artful Escape, Deathloop, Kana Bridge of Spirits, Psychonauts 2, or Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. What is the exact definition of this category? It is for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. I'm just going to go for Artful Escape just because it doesn't look like any of these other games. Like Deathloop. Deathloop's style, like, it's got a style to it, but it's not like... 
it, it's been done before a lot, sort of. I mean, I guess all these games have kind of been done before. Just considering that I haven't picked Deathloop for other categories, though, I think I'm going to give it this one. I yeah, I was thinking Deathloop, but I think there's a huge discrepancy between like what the game looks like and what the artwork mm-hmm. for the game looks like. And the artwork is like amazing. Not mm-hmm. that the game is not amazing, but yeah. the game character designs and level designs seem a little outdated, maybe purposefully so. I don't know. Um, but they don't seem close. Um, I was going to say Psychonauts 2, but it's a sequel and not that it can't have, you know, but the Artful Escape is new and like surprising and original. So I think I'm going to go with the Artful Escape as well. Yeah, Psychonauts 2 looks just like the first Psychonauts. It doesn't look like it. I mean, look, just looking at it, it looks like the same yeah. game. It doesn't look like it's crazy different. Yeah, I was going to say, um, with Deathloop, Deathloop, yeah, like the actual, like the, the art direction, I think, in a lot of the promotional materials and like artwork in the world looks really cool, but it looks like other arcane games. Like it looks kind of like the Dishonored series or like Prey. Right. Um, and then I love Tim Schafer, so I wanted to go with with Psychonauts too. Um, but yeah, no, Artful Escape. I can't abandon my <laughs> my favorite game now um, that I haven't played. <laughs> I, that should game be of the, the year. The favorite, your favorite game that you haven't played. <laughs> All right, top three. Here we go. Best narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. Once again, Death Loop. It Takes Two, Life is Strange, True Colors, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, or Psychonauts 2. So we're seeing all returning nominees here. I think you already know my pick, Joey. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Oh. <laughs> wow, the betrayal. Life is Strange. <laughs> Life is Strange, yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to just say Life is Strange as well. Joey, Paul? Oh. Yeah, so um, I, I want to say Life is Strange because, again, Joey and Tab love it so much, so that would be my bandwagon. But I think Deathloop, actually, like the way it's structured is really cool and unlike other things nominated this year. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll throw in for Deathloop on this one. Yeah, I want Life is Strange to win, but um, I think I'm going to go with It Takes Two. Hmm. Sort of for the Deathloop reason of, like, it does things differently at least from what i've heard um death loop is also i think structured very interestingly narratively but i think that caused some people to fall off of it um so yeah i think i'm gonna go with uh, it takes two for this one all right next category cut out a lot of silence or we could just keep talking and have no silence. You could, but no one does. Yeah. So Sorry, I that. was leaning back. I didn't know you were done. I didn't want to interrupt. After 28 categories. <laughs> Best game direction. Best game direction. Deathloop. It Takes Two. Returnal. Psychonauts 2. Or Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. I'm mm. And design. And design. Man, I'm torn between Deathloop and Returnal on That's this one. That's my yeah. contention as well. 
Mm. I'm going to go with Returnal just because, again, it didn't get nominated for Game of the Year. So I feel like Mm -hmm. there are going to be people that are mad that it didn't. And this is going to be their primary, like, this is what it should have get. Like, it should have gotten Game of the Year. So I'm going to give it best game direction. Yeah, uh, I will go with Returnal as well. I can I can agree with that. There is something to say for the game's direction and design. I mean, I don't think it's entirely unfair, um, but it is hard because you have Death Loop, which is somewhat unique, at least. Yeah, um, and how it's structured, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting to compare those two as well because they're both. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't call Deathloop a rogue light necessarily, but you are playing the same levels over and over again. But it, but it's, um, and you are losing things when you die. But it's a pattern. Like it, you can get an optimized yeah. run where you can't really get an optimized run of Returnal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. Do totally. the hand juggling motion. Me? <laughs> I just know Reddit would argue with you. <laughs> I was gonna say we passed the one time the two of you have agreed on something. Yeah. <laughs> back to, back to our regularly <laughs> scheduled program. <laughs> with you this time. <laughs> Paul, what do you um, what do you got? I'm going to Death Loop. I just think um for the reasons I mentioned before. And I it's I feel like it's gonna be one of those things where Death Loop's either gonna take a bunch or like weirdly get shut out but yeah yeah I'm throwing it yeah. yeah and it's so interesting because i feel like before Deathloop came out the, the conversation was so weird because it was like people were like everyone's talking about it no one's talking about it and then it came out and it was just, such, it was just the whole game reception i thought was so bizarre from beginning to end it came out and we heard people being like it's not as interesting as I thought it was going to be. And then some people are like, wow, it's so structured, so uniquely and everything. So I don't like, like you said, I don't know where to place it. I don't know if it's going to be the big hit that everyone thought it was going to be once upon a time or this like surprising disappointment. Like I said before, like I, I was interested in that game, like when I first heard about it. And then I'm like, the more I heard about it, I'm like, I'm just like, "Mm." like, I was like, every time they're doing like these sneak peek trailers and all that stuff or like more in depth about it. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to know. And it's like, it's kind of just turning me off of it now. So I don't know. I feel like Resident Evil Village might also suffer something like that, where it had a lot of hype before it came out. It came out to solid reviews, but it's been a while. And I think when we look at something like Game of the Year, which is next category, it says, recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields I don't know that that's what people really vote for for game of the year. Um, yeah. May- maybe it is sometimes, but I feel like there's also something about being unique and different. And so I feel like Resident Evil is going to suffer in this category, but let me read, let me read the, but I, I think that's tied to those two things where, like I said, I think something like death loop might win out because it's not just that it's excellent all around, which I do think that there were some problems with it, but um it's a unique and new experience, but the yeah. the nominees for Game of the Year are Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts Two, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. Hmm. Returnal was the big snub here. I think a lot of people were surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm nominated. surprised Metroid Dread's on this list, considering how late it came out. That it's like on the 
the game of the year one. So I'm gonna yeah. go. With, I'm gonna go with that. Wow! Really? Yeah. All I'm, right. I'm gonna go with Nintendo money. <laughs> um, my vote is for Ratchet and Clank. Mm. Oh <laughs> shit! Okay. Paul's face. <laughs> I I am I had an answer. Fuck my answer. I'm following you straight into this <laughs> Ratchet and Clank warp let's hole. Yeah, let's dive in. Ratchet and Clank rift apart. What, let's, what, let's see it. What was yeah. me Ratchet and Clank. What was your choice? It was Deathloop. Okay. I was gonna. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah, no, but Ratchet and Clank. Fuck yeah! Let's do it, Tab. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going with Resident Evil. I have to. I think. Yeah. I mean, I I played I played most of these games. No, no, I played half of these games: Resident Evil, Metroid, and <laughs> Deathloop. And I do think all three of them were, were excellent. Um, and I can't deny that a bias probably plays a part in this because I love Resident Evil, and I thought as a Resident Evil, this game was amazing. But I also do think that, again, according to the category, absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. It was a beautiful game. It wasn't a buggy game. It was very solid. The sound, the the character design, the enemies, the voice acting, all of that was amazing. So I think there is some bias, but I also do think it could win Game of the Year, and I think it deserves it. So, All right. But it's all not going right. to win. It's going to be Deathloop. No, <laughs> especially since none of us got it. Yeah. None of us, none of us that, so. All right. That that is it. Any? Uh, oh, what is there? Any snubs? Are there any games that you, if you could choose one game that you played this year that you're upset wasn't in any category that you could slot into one category? Hmm. I don't even know. I choose? don't even know what came out this year. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like this year was just okay. Even even if it was like a, a game that couldn't technically be like Mass Effect well, Legendary Edition. Well, I mean Ghost, that Ghost listen, of Tsushima. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, okay. So yeah, my my two picks. <laughs> All the categories. Would, yeah, they would go in. Yeah, they would go in every category: best racing, best um, <laughs> best community, best, best esports coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shin Sakai, best um, esport coach of 2021. Um, yeah, no, uh, I, yeah, I, I, Ghost of Tsushima, the director's cut, and the Iki Island expansion, which is amazing. And someday I'll have somebody else to talk to you about it because, like, I think it's just fucking incredible. So good. And then, yeah, um, my best RPG was the Mass Effect trilogy, which I know it's a remaster, so, like, it, it probably wouldn't count for anything, but that was the, the big RPG I played this year. Or the three big RPGs that I played this year, I guess. Well, that's why I ask because, like, this year was the year of remakes or remasters or ultimate editions because we had Death Stranding, we had um, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, we had Mass Effect, we had Final Fantasy VII remake. So, all these amazing, excellent remake, games remake. That remake, remaster, remake. Um, yeah. Also, I just heard a rumor today, I didn't report on this in the news, but Chrono Cross might actually be getting the remaster treatment, which I have mixed feelings feelings about. But uh but yeah, so any any final thoughts? Any anyone feel good about their pet? Anyone's going into this like, yeah, I got this. No. No. I don't, I don't, feel, good too about, much I don't feel good about yeah. any of this. <laughs> All right. Well, at least two of us are watching, Paul, me. Yeah, um, let's so do it. We'll, we're gonna watch together. I don't know about and you. And also punks. 
Let's pick up inscription. I think that's my biggest takeaway from this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from I'm this sorry, podcast. what you're you're breaking up? I can't I can't hear you. <laughs> I was gonna put the outro music. Like... <laughs> all the list. The second I said the title, all the listeners, I fell asleep. Yes. Yeah. While while you guys are watching this, I'll be driving my Chevrolet car on my Verizon phone, and uh... <laughs> that's dangerous. It is. It'll be Bluetooth. You Don't could worry. be at home safe watching. You could be watching the awards on your Verizon phone while you're driving your car. I could while so. driving my Chevrolet car. That's pro- that's a good idea. Yeah. That's that's synergy. There you go. Do it. Well, thank you for listening. I'm sorry this went on for so long. Um, we will uh, check back in after we watch the awards. I'm going to tally the scores. We'll see who's won. Uh, it'll be a big prize of my congratulations and i don't want that um i have a gift card i, I to, lose <laughs> thank you i have a gift card to a movie theater that's nowhere near my house so i'll give that to one of you so you can also have a gift card to a movie theater that's nowhere near your house what movie theater um i don't even know it's i i'd never even heard of it i was like i looked it up it was like the closest one is like four hours away or something and i was like yeah wow. not, not using that but um and i still have it because I'm like, what am I going to... I can't throw it away. It's a gift card. It's money. But um, <laughs> but we'll check back in. We'll we'll follow the highlights, talk about some of the some of the best and worst of the show. In two weeks' time, we're going to have an episode where we talk about game our games of the year. So we're going to give our own, you know, Pretty Pixels podcast, our favorite games, some of the games that we think are the best based on what we've played. Of course, we haven't played a ton, as we've seen with this uh this this episode but that's fine we're gonna play a bunch in the next two weeks right oh yeah sure <laughs> yes okay, right on Excellent. that right after but this. but maybe when we get to that episode and we talk about what we have played it'll be like oh this was snub this was snub this was snub. Mm. Yeah. yeah yeah for sure um but definitely tune in thank you so much for listening thank you all for joining me um, you can find us on social media. You can find Tab at, on Twitter at Random Mocks. You can find Ron mm-hmm. on Twitter at Big Bad Ron and not Big Bad Ron on Instagram, along with Handsome Boy Frank for his cat. Um, Paul would like you to play Thronebreaker. Thronebreaker. Sneak into your friends' houses, <laughs> download it onto their consoles while they're asleep. They'll be mad early on, but they'll thank you later. <laughs> Especially when they find out that you broke in the middle of the night and didn't kill them, they might yeah. actually be like, all right, I'll play a game. They'll be so grateful to be alive. Yeah. yeah, Anything could have been worse. Yeah. Um, And you can find me on Twitter at Lost for Man. You can email us at prettypixelspodcast at gmail.com and let us know what your picks are for the Game Awards airing December 9th. We're not being sponsored again. Um, (laughs) Would we take their money? That's a different. I don't know, man. If they were like, (laughs) no, here's 5,000 bucks. That's not enough. That's not, no. Wow. Per person? What if I told you that we weren't getting paid and I just kept the five thousand? That's pretty good money for me. So, yeah, if it was five thousand for all four of us. No, five thousand for it each is of funny. us. Maybe you doing this kind of scheming in your pajamas, Joey, is absolutely. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> I'd expect it from Tab in the dark. Oh yeah, yeah, you do. You do look like a villain, but. Um, well, thank you for joining us, everyone, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.